You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilling Podcast Network. Hey, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? What they do? Welcome to another episode of the Salute Podcast. I am your boy, retired Chief Master Pat Wilcox, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Chief, a.k.a. Conscious Rhyme of the group Purgatories. The Salute Podcast is always in the service of dreamers, and we showcase the talents of our current and proud military members and the elements of hip-hop. So if you can rap, also dress fresh, and you served your country, then guess what? The Salute is for you. So before we get into this, this, uh, this show today, which is definitely going to be a good show, very, very good show. You see my man on the side over here. This is going to be a, a straight show. But before we get into it, I got to shout out the sponsors. You know, knock them out and, and, um, and say what's up to them uh, and hope I get through it without jamming it up. <laughs> so, without further ado, I know. <laughs> so, one time for Plugs Earbuds at www.gettheplugs.com. Audio Swim at www.audioswim.com and Permit Element UAE at www.permitelement.com. One time for my man Shorty Pimp to Bronx, a.k.a., you know, my Miami boy, 305, Dade County all day. You already know. So yes, the sir. next one, Patreon, just for three bucks, you can get this podcast and all the DFPN podcasts advertisement free. I know you like that because I know I know you get you don't want to hear all hear black interrupting in between and all that. So yeah, you can get that without black, <laughs> right? Get it without black. Because somewhere in, the, in this podcast, I'm at the pause Shut for the up. calls just for black. Last time he missed it, I did this long yeah. pause. He didn't even plug it in. So yes, I'm gonna pause for you at some point in this show, black. I will. Okay, it's gonna happen. So. <laughs> Patreon at www.patreon.com slash that feeling uh, podcast. So go check us out over there. And last but not least, I had to get on these cats cup time, but now I'm good. Guess what? I got the merch. Got the merch. I got it. There it is. I got my cup. I got my cup. There it is right there. So support your boy with the merch. Go out and get it at teespring.com and search for that feeling podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I, I got mine every morning. I make sure it happens. It's merch time. So, hey. I, yeah, you know it. So, I'm going to get into this. Let's get into this. Let's get into this thing. Okay, so, you know, I always got to start with a story. So, I'm going to go ahead on. I'm going to give y'all a story again this, you know, again this time. Right. So, so, this week, this month been like a crazy, crazy month for me, for everybody. So, you got Derek Chauvin. Uh, Mr. Neeman on trial, you yep. know what I'm saying? And, and we don't know what the outcome of that's going to be uh, this week. And usually I, I don't get into all the political stuff. I, you know, I touch on it here and there, but this is this, this a little different. This has been just a little different month this month. So you got you got uh, Derek Chauvin. Yep. Uh, he, uh, you know, he's on trial and he's supposed to find out something Monday. So, you know, this somber weekend. Uh, we just had a, 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 a member of our United States military get pepper sprayed by police officers. That's why I'm wearing this hat. Also to salute my man, Mac, because Mac is still an active duty member. So I wore this hat today and salute of, of the lieutenant that got pepper sprayed. We we we, we on we, we vets, we two vets on here, we two military dudes. We don't condone that. We don't condone that at all. So I want I want to no. show some love here with this, you know, with with, with, with uh with letting you know where I stand at with it. Um 
Also this week, a young man uh, got shot in the chest because the officer made a mistake and thought that she had a taser in her hand, but she had a nine millimeter. I got a nine millimeter and I had a taser too. They definitely don't feel like the same, but we probably talk about that a little bit during this show because uh, I just think it's time. So in the top all that off, top mm. all that off, about a week, about last week, we lost DMX. So at 50, you know mm. what I mean? We lost my man DMX. Now, well, will I say I was a big DMX fan? No, I was not because I thought he came, I was a pop fan. Big pop fan, I thought he came along during that time when it was Ja Rule and, and him and all the ball head rappers came along and I just really wasn't, wasn't, you know, I thought it was just, you know, Master P was in that same boat. I wasn't a big fan of any of them. Right. And that's the reason why. But he, but, but I will say my man DMX did his thing. He should, he showed out. I mean, and he was dope. I heard, I had to dig into my DMX. I was like, man, this dude here, you know, over the years, that cat was, he was a beast. He was a tormented soul, man. But you know, he's, he's in a better place now. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm sad to see him go but for being uh, personal, being selfish. But to me, you know what I mean? We, we, you know, he, he's in a better place, man. He, the man suffered a whole lot. So with all that stuff going on this week, I said we need to lighten it up a little bit. You know, we decompress, decompress this weekend. Do some, you know what I'm saying? Have a little light heart. So, by, you know, last month or so, I think I, I was on this man's show, Smoke Pit. I already had black on. Now I got this man on. And we had a good time. We laughed, man. My whole spirit changed when I, you know what I'm saying? I had such a good time, man. Uh, this man is a comedian. I was like, we just need to get some funniness. So you want to say how does comedy? What got to do with hip hop? Uh, did you see in Living Color? Did you did you did you see Martin? I watched Martin. You know what I'm saying? Did did did, uh, did you uh, mm -hmm. did, did you did you watch? Uh, 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 did you do you know uh, uh, what what's what's another good? Uh, um, in Living Color, Death Martin. I had comedy. My mind. Huh? Death comedy jam. That's the one I was trying. Death comedy jam was. The old man mm -hmm. memory. I was talking about it before my man died. Old man memory. So, <laughs> so, so I was up there. <laughs> Deaf comedy jam. So it's all yeah, intertwined. Yeah, yeah. It's always intertwined. And so you you don't need to ask. It, mm -hmm. You know it ain't one. It ain't considered one of the elements, but it is considered one of the elements. Cause you wouldn't have a Friday if it wasn't for these comedians out here making things happen. So, like I said, I had a good time with this man on the show. I just thought, man, that this is a good good atmosphere to bring somebody on like that. So we just in the chop up with him. He's a part of the DFP, DFPN network. Uh, you know, everybody, all the boys, he's a part of, he's one of the boys. Also a hip hop head, also a sneaker head. So you know we about to touch on some of these things already. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm all prepared for him as well, for the, with the, the sneaker head stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right. So without further ado, let's do it. Without further ado, you know what I'm saying? My man, Matt, what, what, what it do? Welcome to the salute. What's good, Chief? Thanks for for bringing me in. Thanks for inviting me on here. Um, you know, I was sitting. I was I was not expecting to to be on the show um, because you know you bringing a lot of hip hop dudes on here, and and I tried to rap back in my day. You know, I try to write shit down, but I mean, it's not for everybody. You know, like people look at people rapping and think it's easy to do. Anybody can do it. Um, and, and you you may you may look at like uh, current hip-hop nowadays how people just they just get a beat and they just repeat the same thing over and over like 21 you know what i'm saying like yeah and they and they make it successful but when i was thinking about a rapper like i'm talking about i want to go down like a a kendrick or you know a j cole or like somebody where you'd be like yo he gonna have something behind his words instead of just making something that's catchy so 
Uh, that's harder than it seems. That's harder yeah. than, than it seems. I don't I don't know how many people out there watching this be like, I, I rap, you know, I, I could put yeah. words together, but to, to do it in a sense where, you know, people, people look at you like, yo, you up here with the greats, you up here in the conversation with goat type stuff. That should be your motivation for anything you do. When it's all said and done, you want to be up there as like one of the greats when it's, when, yeah. when it's done. So, um, yeah. I mean, you reached out to me, you're like, yo, let's, let's chop it up. Current event stuff, kind of keep it light, you know, just, just try to do something to, you know, change, change people's mindsets yeah. of the situation. So, uh, more than willing to do that. Like you said, you was on the smoke pit. Uh, we hit on some real shit, like, uh, you know, yeah. discrimination in the military and stuff like that. So we can talk about real shit and then keep it light at the same time. Cause at the end of the day, yeah. um, that's how you find balance in life. So I appreciate you so, bringing me on here, chief. Uh, and amen. first of all, I appreciate your service. I appreciate your service and everything you did as well. So salute back to you. Already know, you already know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I know you, you listen to some of my back catalog. Cause I was on your show. You was like, uh, "What? You 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 got catalog? You like it? Did you put? You made a post like, oh, you rapidly rap. You rap rap.' I said, "Yeah, man. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Rap. Hey, I rap. I rap. I rap. I get my rap rap on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't let don't yeah, let yeah, the, yeah. don't let the don't let the Miami the M I A M I fool you now." A lot of people, hey, I was in Korea, Bally cats with yellow shorts on, yellow hat, bright yellow hat, bright yellow shorts, blue and bright yellow shoes. They would laugh, so I walked up there. And I said, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so shout mm-hmm. out to the Sunday so- Social Show in Korea, 2001. They were laughing. Like, well, <laughs> I said that first line, they were like, oh, okay, We'll let him go with his, with, his, with his neon yellow, and you know what I'm saying, neon yellow pants on, we'll let him go. But yeah, but, but anyway, but yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I got a story, but I got to tell you, we're probably doing this stuff. But when I got punched in the chest in Alabama, when I touched this girl's butt, and my boy spread like the Red Sea, because I, like, I was standing in the back, I, I said, yeah, I'm going to touch her butt. You know what I'm saying? Nobody going to say nothing. Man, that girl punched me in my chest. She was like, my boy was like, yeah, it was that pink polo shirt you had on. I was like, yeah, it probably was. It probably was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I start wearing polo with my yeah, I hear wild, yeah, bro. Polo up. My man always know what I'm talking about. I'll polo down. That that punch chest, you know what I'm saying? That changed some things about the way I put my polo on. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> Yeah. That girl reached out, bam, I was like, oh, my boy spread like this. <laughs> hey, boo, they just look like they know it wasn't us. Cause you had the pink pants on and the pink, the, the plaid, the, the multicolored polo shirt on. So yeah, it probably was me. Yeah. I probably reached through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, man. <laughs> so Mac, man, go ahead, go ahead and tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background, like I always do on the show. You know, you serving right now. You can say, yeah. where have you served at? Where you been stationed at? But you can do that too. But I know you stationed somewhere right now. If you can can say that, cause some stuff. I know y'all cats over there got be having some time top secret clearance. You know what I'm saying? I worked at the Pentagon. I didn't have no top secret clearance. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm a military brat. Uh, my dad was in the Marines. He did, uh, I want to say, over 30 in the Marines. Prior E, then he went over to the, the commission side, retired as a, as a, as a major. Um, so we bounced around a lot. Um, I've been to four elementary schools, three middle schools, and two high schools. So it was a lot of moving around. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I, I think we'll get into that too, but that's kind of how my uh, comedic kind of uh, 
personality came about because you you go into a new school, new place, got to fit in with new people. You know, you need to have your thing to stand out. So, you know, oh, this new kid funny. You know what I'm saying? So that, that was kind of my thing. Um, uh, why did I serve? I'm going to just keep it a buck, man. Um, me and my wife, who you know, we were just dating at the time. Um, you know, I was out here in San Diego uh, cutting up out in them streets and shit, you know, um, hanging with the wrong folks and all that stuff. You, you wasn't um, crip walking. She ended up getting pregnant. Huh? I roll with some people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I roll with some people. That's what I'm saying. Hey, when, when you get to San Diego and you brand bompton. new, bro. When, you wasn't doing the Bompton thing, was you? Bro, you, you, you got to find some, you got to find some people to roll with. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't full up. Like, I ain't get jumped in, but you cool with enough people where, you know, they, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, yeah, this dude cool. He like honorary, but he ain't in in. You know what I'm saying? Because the shit they had to do to get in in, I was not doing that. I, I, I'm not built for that shit. I'll just let y'all know off the rip. Like, <laughs> be in in a game? Nah, son. Nah, I, I just want to be affiliated with y'all motherfuckers. I don't want to be blood in, blood out type shit. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, she got pregnant with my oldest. And um, I was out here. I was just like, I probably need to do something better to put my family in a better situation. So we ain't starting out, you know, out here and bad influences out here. Because some of them cats was just like, damn, you know, she pregnant. So like y'all, y'all getting an abortion or like, what's the move? Like everybody was just expecting me to not man up and take care of my kid or whatnot. So that kind of opened my eyes that maybe I need a better circle around me. So uh, went to the recruiting spot. Um Talked to the recruiters. The Marine Corps was like, our shit's 13 weeks. Army and Navy was like, our shit's nine weeks. Air Force was like, hey, holla at me. We six weeks. I was just like, there we go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. And uh, that's that's how I got in. And, you know, so I'd go through basic. Uh, first duty station was Eglin Air Force Base over there in uh, Fort Walton Beach, Florida, uh, over by the Panhandle. Was there for yeah. uh, I, I was about in six I was years. In yeah, I was in Panama. I was at, I was at oh, Tyndall, so I know. And my man Shorty Pimp, UAE, he was stationed up there. He was he was up at uh, yeah. the Bronx. He was he was I don't know if you know the Bronx. He he was stationed up there. At, nah. And, oh yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people up there through Eglin. You know what I'm saying? Eglin, Hurlburt, uh, Panama City. There's like three bases like right along 98 right there in that area. So yeah. a lot of people get through there. Um, so after that, I went over to Korea at the AOC up there at Osan. I was there for a year. Um, after that, came back, went to uh, Mountain Home, Idaho. And bro, there, there, there's few places. <laughs> he said, uh, uh. so I don't need to get, no, I, you know what I'm saying? You already know, Chief. You already know. You sit there like, uh, uh. So you already know. Um, I know. So I got out of, in order to get out of Mountain Home, in order to get out of Mountain Home, Idaho, I had to uh, volunteer for Korea again. So I went back to Korea. Uh, I was bringing my family over this time. So I was there for two years, came back from Korea, back to uh, Florida, but I went to Tyndall this time. So I was at Tyndall for four years and now I'm here in Luke Air Force Base in Arizona. So uh, that's kind of where, where I bounced around at in my career here. I got some deployments okay. under my belt too, but. 
Yeah, man. Oh, that's kind of my story. Oh, before we get into my, I'm gonna start about my story. But we just just said, uh, just saw somebody right up here. We lost Black Rob today too, man. I mean, that's why I just that's why I want to do what I'm doing. It's like you know they always come in two and threes. Somebody just said we lost Black Rob. Damn, yeah, I didn't know that. You know, but I, I, I saw a post where he was sick. I saw yeah, a post I saw where he was too. sick. Like he looked super sick, but I didn't think it was, you know. I mean, nowadays you you. It's it's sad to say like you shouldn't be surprised because I mean the the way things have been going lately is just like, you just wake up expecting one piece of bad news nowadays and, and it's messed up, you know. Yeah, man, we need to we be hip hoppers, man. We got they got to get a union or something to get together, man, and take care of these cats. Puffy got to have all this money, man. There should be no way that Black Rob shouldn't have should have been like that, you know, almost damn homeless from what I saw, man. I just I just. I just don't understand how we don't we don't look out for each other, man. All these cats billion dollars ride around in Rolls Royces. They can't spare a couple dollars to make sure the man's straight. I, right. You know, I, I know I know you got questions for me. I just want to ask you this real quick. Um, you know, Puffy be real loud, like when it comes to the Grammys, talk about we need to unionize and come together as black artists and all this other stuff. You be going to these billion dollar lunches with Jay-Z and, and all these people like billionaire entrepreneurs and stuff. But then, like we continuously, continue, continuously see artists that he had on his label be out there down on their luck, mm-hmm. and he ain't selling them the masters back. He ain't doing none of that stuff. Like, what, what, what is your opinion on, on that? How, how do you look at Puffy for doing shit like that? You know, I, I, I'm just being honest, man. You know, I don't know if I shoot myself in the foot and never might ever get to meet Puffy. You just never know, man. I, I don't have a problem, you know, uh, with Puffy, and, and you know. I just think he's 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 a exact he's a regular executive person, you know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of them like that, you know what I'm saying? What's the what's the, what what they what what did my what tribe called Quest said, you know what I'm saying? Well, what's the rule? Three what, what 380 record company people are uh, yeah. shady. Yeah, it's the truth, you know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> it don't surprise me. They yeah. all shady, man. I have never heard a good story about a record exec ever doing anything good for anybody except themselves. Wow. You know what I'm saying, and, and keeping they keeping the artists locked up and messed up. That's why they just they losing it now because you know these young artists they getting out here and they get this independent grind on. They doing their own thing and they don't really need them no more, which is the best thing that ever happened because right. they won't have to be in the same story that Black Rob was because they own their own masters, they own their own things, and that, that's kind of how I look at my stuff. Man. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I keep my stuff. I'm good. I don't have to be signed to anybody. I, I, I mix. I was mixing today. I mix people's stuff. I do what I want to do when I want to do it, and I don't have to answer to no no labels and nothing like that. I make music when I want to make music, and it, it make me feel right. good. Right. And, and I don't have to worry about that. So you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not. A, you know, I was tripping on puffing when you made them them run down the street and get the cheesecake. I was like, I don't need to be in hip hop that bad. I go, what does cheesecake have to do with damn hip hop? What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I I remember watching that show too, because all I did was watch it to laugh at the people on there. Like they're like I get it. Your dream is to to make it into rap. So you like, I'm a I'ma do whatever it takes to get get reach my goal. But there comes a point, like, do you not have any kind of dignity, like self-respect, something like yeah. that? Like we everybody see you walking five miles to get my man cheesecake and then you want to come in there and try and battle rap somebody my guy i saw you walk 
five miles for cheesecake. Not for you. You ain't even <laughs> no cheesecake, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, for another dude who could have drove down there and got it, could have had it delivered, whatever. He rich. He was like, nah, y'all go walk down there. All, all seven of y'all. All seven of y'all go get me a piece of cheesecake. <laughs> and all went. It ain't take but one person, you know, like, I mean, it's. Oh, he did I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, we built different. We built different, man. We built different. That's all it is, man. I'm totally built like, I just would have walked off that. Shit. Yeah, me too. I've been out. Walk like, clean off that show. Cheesecake. Bye. You know what I'm <laughs> but yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? What's one time? One time for my bad black Rob. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I was listening to it the other day. I went and listened to it. I said, man, I forgot about it. I forgot how nice this song was. Yeah, I ain't got no drink with me. I just got my, mm -hmm. little, you know what I'm saying? My, my damn, uh, what's that damn uh, ginger ale I like? <laughs> my ginger beer. But hey, hey, pour out a little something for my man. Oh, I did. Did. But, uh, but I'm going to go back yes, around sir. to what you were saying, man, when you were talking about, you know, when you came in the military. When, when I, I did the same thing, man. You know, my daughter was being born, and I was working at Wendy's. I was a shoot, not Wendy's. I was at Walmart. I was a, I was a shoe department manager. You know, they were trying to get me to be a store manager and all this other good stuff when I was working. At, and I was like, man, I'm, I got to get out of here and do something with myself. I can, you know, what I'm saying I'm making pretty decent money. I'm like, man, my daughter finna be born. I got to do something. And so that made me kind of. And plus, yeah. I had you know that atmosphere too. I had that same kind of atmosphere stuff going around. Me and my partners were just going every day. I tell you, I'd be out a mouthful of gold teeth. I was, you know, what I'm saying. I was, I was wanting to be dug in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All kind of crap like that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it probably was the best thing for me to go in the military. It's just funny how, how you know, most people's stories kind of intertwine, you know, so how we kind of, it kind of the same thing. People go in the military for, you know, some similar reasons to get away from home, to get away from situation right. or family, you know what I'm saying? Something, you know, gets right. us in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. All right. It's not a bad thing either, man. I mean, if, if if you join in for the right reason, get your family squared away, put yourself in a better position, get yourself out of a bad position. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You know, do what you got to nah. do. Set yourself up for success, bro. Nah, man. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I, I, every day I look, I'm like, so happy I did that. I would not have nothing I have had I had not went to the military. And, you know, and knew enough to say, I'm, right. I'm in the military. I'm This military going to work for me. If you making me run, you gonna work for me. Yeah. You make you making me make me put a gas mask on. You know what I'm saying? You making me sit out here yeah. and be hot. You're gonna work for me. I'm gonna get me an education. I'm gonna do some stuff. You're gonna give me something. So yes, I did. I gave them something. Yeah. I gave them my. I gave me them my knees and my back and all that stuff. And they gave me my education. Sure did. You know what I'm saying? Sure did. Yeah. Anyway. The next question gonna is, take man, from you, bro. They gonna take from you. They, they sure are gonna take from you. You know what I'm saying? So you might well, hey, get that education, get that, get that, get, get what you can get. Hey, I sure did. I used it all the way to the fullest. Yep. All of my GI bills, for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts. Anyway, my next question is, um, how did the military influence some of your comedy, man? Um, if it influenced your comedy, it, it, it. it it did it gave me a, a different aspect on it because um i like i said growing up uh switching schools all the time i being the funny dude was like my my way in like that's how i made new friends and shit um joining the military was kind of like that as well because like everybody be going through similar shit you know what i'm saying like starting in basic you know motherfuckers be homesick motherfuckers be yeah. 
sad. You got the hard motherfuckers that be like, I ain't listening to nobody. Like, you, why you join the military? You try not, you know, so everybody having a bad time, you know, just being able to try to like raise morale, raise people's spirits and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it's kind of how it works. And then it's, it's one of those things where like you in the military, people on the outside looking in who aren't in the military, they, I don't know what they assume. If they assume we we working like a well-oiled machine, like ain't no, no nothing wrong with serving, everybody who's in knows the, the same shit. It's, it's no different than like a business where you got, you know, meetings that could easily be emails, but you sitting in a goddamn conference room looking at slides for hours when you could be doing some other shit if you had just sent me this email. You got, you know, some bosses that be on some off-the-wall shit and you just be looking at them you and your co-workers be looking like, is this motherfucker serious? You know, and you can't say shit because, you know, they, they're a couple of ranks above you. So, you know, fuck it. I guess we going to do it. But you're going to complain. Like, you'll do the shit, but you're going to complain and laugh about how dumb it is. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think because uh, a lot of veterans will be like, we got a different sense of humor because of the shit that we've seen and the shit that we've done. You know what I'm saying? Most people say it's like a kind of a darker sense of humor or whatever, but um, it, it really influenced me uh, because we were on this 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 deployment in 2003. Um, we had a, a whole convoy and all this stuff. We were we were not prepared for what we was about to do, um, and it showed because on our drive from Kuwait to Baghdad, uh, one of the convoys came under attack. We lost an individual and all that other stuff. So like the morale for the unit for this deployment was was low. It started off pretty low, um, and so throughout the the first few months or whatnot i was just looking trying to figure something out like because i was i was going through it myself and um you know i was just making observations about people's uh characteristics uh the things they'd be doing and i started writing an email like drafting up these these thoughts and these observations in, in a funny way via email and then i would send it to my friends you know just like boom 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 i think i called it a. Uh, the, the the Camp Griffin Chronicles or something like that, um, and cats was hitting me back up, like yo that shit was hilarious, dog. Like, uh, I, I let somebody read this and they want to be added to the the list, kind of like the subscription list or whatnot. Because I had a a tight circle that I would send it to. They like yo just add an old boy on this shit, you know. So I just added it, and like the list just kept growing throughout the deployment. People was just like yo you should write a book or you know something with this this comedy this the way you are explaining stuff it's real life but you're explaining it funny you know what i'm saying so it's it, yeah. like i can't wait till the next one comes out so that's how you know to know that that little bit of effort that what i was doing was like getting people through their day making people happy having them anticipating the next one you know instead of waking up like oh i can't wait to get the fuck up out of here like here's another shitty day they're just like bro i can't wait till next friday when your next shit comes out so um mm-hmm. that that inspired it a lot so it's pretty much I just use the I just use my sense of humor every time fucked up shit start happening. Like I have to I have to find the humor in it because if I don't, I'm gonna just get pissed for no reason. And, and nobody wants, you know, the angry black man in the squadron, you know. So I just <laughs> I just find the funny things in it. Yeah. So every day, every day I, I see something, you know, I write it down, I put it in, I put it in my log of stuff, you know, to try to make material about. And so I mean it's just Giving me at least 20 years of material to use is all I'm saying. That the military hooked it up. The, on, on top of being a parent, being in the military 
like gives you material for comedy all the time. That's all I gotta say. Like it, it's 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 helped me a lot. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's helped me too, man. I, I like the, I like the laugh. Uh, to bring it back around, I meant to, I meant to say that you're one Charlie Five. You about the third or fourth one Charlie Five mm-hmm. we've had on the show, so I got to say that. And I want to say also to you, we were talking that yeah, I was at Herbert Field. I just came from Herbert Field. I was a civilian over there at the fire department. I just came from Herbert yeah. Field to where I'm at, Virginia. So yes, we all go back. I hated the Panhandle every minute of it. I can't stay away from the damn Panhandle. I don't even know why. The first time I ever saw a Confederate flag bathing suit was in the Panhandle. And I got down yeah. there and I was like, you know, I got to get the hell out Bro. of here today. <laughs> I was going yeah. I, I threatened this, folks to get the hell out of It's lower there. Alabama out there. Woo. It's lower oh Alabama because you'll mess around and be like, oh, I'm in Florida. When you tell people you stationed in Florida, they thinking you in Orlando, Miami, you know, Tampa. Like, like nah, the Panhandle is lower Alabama, man. It, I, I, Wow, it is wild. I'm just like, bro, y'all on some other shit down here. I got. Yeah, I had never even heard about here. I never Panama heard of Panama City. Never heard Ooh. of it until I until I joined the military. I was just like doing a three way swap because my daughter was being born to get back right. to Florida. That's what I was doing in tech school. And then I was right. like, it was like Panama City. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I don't know where that's at, but you know, so I I go there. I got there and I was like, oh lord. Right. <laughs> I felt like I felt like I had stepped back in the time, you know, and I was, you know, what I'm saying I. I all I need was a chain on my leg, you know what I'm saying, and a whip. And I was just right there. <laughs> I felt like I wanted to go to drink out a different water fountain and everything. I was like, what the hell? I mean, I bro. went down to put a to put a, a IG compl- a, a EO complaint. My boy did. My boy one Charlie Five. My boy I'm Solo. He went down to put a, a EO complaint in for me to help me out. And he was like, man, I went down there, man. They already said they had like ten EO complaints already on that fire department. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. I got yeah, to go. Yeah, and then if, if y'all, y'all didn't hear, if y'all didn't hear the episode when Chief was on the smoke pit, the way he got out of that fire department, classic ass shit, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, you know, my man went up and was just like, "Look, giving me orders. I'm a, I'm a light all this bitch. I'm a light this whole shit up." And my man was just like, "All right, <laughs> I hear you." That Let's don't see what we can no more, but, but I <laughs> that dude was like, no, nope. he, tra- he, he was training that other dude. And he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, we're gonna get you. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> leave him alone. They sent me to counseling. I got orders out of there so fast, I was gone, man. Gone. <laughs> he was like, yeah, y'all gotta go. Yeah, he gotta, he gotta get out of here. I but was, um, hey, yeah, I, it's, I it's, it's a different part of there. Happy to get the hell up out of there, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a mm-hmm. funny story. I tell that story, everybody started laughing. Hell no, I wasn't funny when it was going on. I was mad as hell. I was like, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that mm-hmm. panhandle is a trip, man. That panhandle, yeah, it's, it's something special. So hey, you know, I've been there enough. My boy's still stuck down solo. I feel for you, bro. He's still stuck there. He, he can't never get away from Panama City. I'm like, hey, had that, but I'm, I'm, I, hey, I'm good. <laughs> so my next question for you. Oh, that's man, his home. That's that's where he's. <laughs> no, he's from Chicago. But you know what I'm saying. You just imagine that you from a Chicago boy. You, you, you. But his kids down there. So you like, yo, I'm gonna stay down there. But hey, I, I only uh, time I go down there to visit him. Right. You know what I'm saying. I, that is not my yeah. cup of tea. It could be thirty jobs past it. I will never apply for it. <laughs> you gotta worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, <laughs> my next question for you, man. So. 
What is good, people? It is I. I'm asking you, can homie, I DM. put it right there? Hold on, let me turn this down right Right, like I was saying, it is I, your homie, the illustrious Mac, aka your boy, and you caught me listening to one of the many exclusive tracks by the Dad Feeling family. If what you have heard so far has piqued your curiosity, head over to www.datfeeling.bandcamp.com. That's D A T F E E L I N.bandcamp.com. And for as low as $3 a month, you will have unlimited access to the whole Dat Filler music catalog. Like I mentioned earlier, not only will you get to hear music that no one else is getting, but also early access to albums by our very own Black Mac, Wizards Beast, Mark Socks, E. Smitty, and the rest of the crew. So I'm going to go ahead and turn this joint back up and give you some time to head over to www.datfillin.bandcamp.com and do what you need to do, all right? Cool, cool, cool. Now let me get back to my vibe. Peace. So, um, you know, let me see. Do you ever think about leaving, leaving the military to pursue comedy? Um, no, because by the time I, I I decided it's something I want to pursue, um, I was already out here, so I was already at like eighteen. 18 years in so i'm just like i'll just ride these last you know few years out get out i'll get my retirement but um had i i'll just say this had i had the tools and the the opportunities and stuff that uh younger comedians are getting now with social media and and all these things to get that exposure i probably would have uh thought about it hard you know harder like in my earlier days or something like that, depending on the following and, and stuff like that. But um, no, I, I never thought about it, but it is definitely a, a post. When I get out the military, I can devote more time towards it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like how, how you are uh, uh, with your music. I mean, now that you don't have the, the military burden to have to, to put on, all the time you have now to dedicate and put towards your passion and your craft, you you know that that's what I'm waiting for. You know what I'm saying? To be like, cool. Now I can just you know focus on on this kind of full time. But you know, obviously, I'm still have to work and do some other stuff um, until it picks up. You know, so uh, that's the goal. Um, so that that's what I'm shooting for right now. Yeah, man. You know, what I'm saying I got all the time in the world now. I man, that's what I do. I be here working on my music. You know, I, you know, I still got my job. I work whatever every weekend or sometime during the week. Yeah. I'm here, you know what I'm saying, uh, working yep. on stuff. I got you know, I got a manager now. She be in my behind. Shout out to Nicole Key. Driving me crazy. She called me today. Oh, but, hey, it's, it's a good drive. Great. I, I love her. She, man, she, she yeah. a beast, man. She, But 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 she. I told her, I said, you need to get you some more military dudes because most of these managers, that they used to they used to dealing with dudes. They got to kind of push them along and whatever. She asked me a question. It's already done. I already had my publishing. I already had this. I already had that. She's just like, man. You know, she, she was showing me some analytics man. today. She's like, man, you know you have a fan base for your music uh, between 18 and 22. I'm like, 18 and 22? What? That's like, I got 18 and 22 fans? You old fans? Oh, hell yeah. So, hey, she, she, worked, that, she worked every bit of it, man. I mean, she she good people, man. She's showing me some stuff nice. that I ain't even think about. You know, you know what I'm saying? This, this, and, and I'm, right. hey, I'm geared up to put this new album out, man. I'm, 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 on, I'm on fire. I'm on fire right now, but. That's neither here nor there. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, 
you know, I said nah, it's, it's, man, and, and congrats on the manager, man. Congrats on the manager. Congrats on the manager. I, I saw uh, that. I said congrats on 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 getting the manager, man. Yeah, I, I saw Nicole was working with a uh, Marquise and stuff, and and shout out to them for their new podcast uh, that's about to drop uh, for the public. Uh, my art, my my rules. Oh, that yeah. that's just about to be lit. But uh, oh, yeah. now that she teamed up with you, like like you said, man. Now 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 you taking them steps to to fully fully realize your passion and your goal, man. So yeah. shout out to you for that, man. Yeah, she heard so she heard the single. You know what I'm saying? My single. I'ma drop the prey. You know what I'm saying? She was like, oh, she said she had a little young cat in there with her. She, she was like, can I get it right now? It's like, no, nah, be patient, be patient. You know what I'm saying? I got I got some heat. But I'ma got some heat. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know what I mean? But it, it's always that thing about staying in the military, getting you know, getting out, or whatever, man. But you know what I mean? You got, you know, I, I, everybody not Mark Sox. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I, I wish I was Mark Sox back in the days, but hey, that cat, he's like, I'm out. I ain't even mad at him. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? MRK yeah, Sox, I'm not hey, salute like... you. <laughs> salute to you, my brother, Take a for different, sure. Different. You got to be a different degree, bro. Be like, I'm, yeah. I'm, a bet on, I'm a bet on myself, like, you know, if yeah. I was single, if I was single, I probably would have. You know what I'm saying? But I was just yeah. looking at it like I, I just, I just want my family to be stable and, and set up. You know, so you know, I, I did my part. You know, like I said, when that, when I hit that retirement button and I get out, I'll be like you. Just have time to, to, to dedicate towards a passion. You know, so yeah, that's what we working towards, Chief. That's what we working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same for me, man. I, I was yep. thinking the same. I got family, I got kids. My, 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 I had, you know, at the time, I was the only cat that was in there that had kids at the time. I was one of the oldest dudes and I already had a child. So I was already thinking, like, I got to make sure my kids secure. And so that had a lot to do with what I was trying to do at the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. We all do for our own reasons. You know what I mean? Right. For sure, man. Yeah. So let's see what, what's the next question here. Um. So what 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 or who was your biggest inspiration to do comedy? Um, like I said, the 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 comedy thing was kind of like uh, a self defense or or self coping mechanism. It's, it's how I handle with shit, right? Um, I wasn't always the biggest dude or whatnot, so you always got them cats, you know, growing up through school. Um, you you just had to have a thing, right? Um, so like when when somebody would be trying some shit, I would just flip it. Uh, put the focus back on them as a joke, right? Um, you know, did it, I ain't gonna lie, it, it got my ass beat a couple times in elementary school. You know, you you fuck around and clown the wrong kid who don't know how to clown back. You know, like the motherfucker when they when they get roasted a lot and all they can do is just fight. All of a sudden, you be like, come on, man, like why y'all? <laughs> you wanted you wanted the you wanted to clown back and forth. Now you lose it. Now you want to throw hands and shit. You know, like let's yeah. just keep it. Let's just keep it at jokes. Let's just keep it at jokes. But um, I don't think it was an inspiration when I was younger. It was just something natural, you know. Like it, it's just uh -huh. how I handle with shit. As I got older, though, um, I remember because my uncle was staying with us. My my mom's younger brother. Um, he was like eighteen. Like he, you know, he was he was the dude I, I was looking up to. Be like, oh, he's so cool, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So my parents would go to church, you know, on a Wednesday nights or whatever, and she would leave us back, me and my older brother, uh, with my uncle. And he'd be like, yo, I got this movie I want to watch, but you can't tell your mom I'm letting y'all watch it with me. And we just like, ooh, shit, this is about to be good, you know? Um, I was like super young at the time, I forget. But it was Eddie Murphy's Raw, right? Um, 
So like at the age I was at, some of the jokes I wasn't understanding, but I couldn't take my eyes off of how he was just commanding the room, commanding the stage and shit, right? Like the the uh, it was like he had the audience in the palm of his hand. Like he would say something, bow laughing, my uncle t- dying. Some of the jokes I got, you know, the whole I got some ice cream. My guy some ice cream. You know, that I was just like, oh shit, I'm gonna use that. You know, you wanna lick? Psych, you know. And I was just like, we do be doing that. Like me as a kid. I do be doing that. I do be like throwing it in people's face. I got happy bill. Ah, you should have went with us. But uh, I saw that and then uh I I would say probably not, probably not until, um, when did Kings of Comedy come out? I think 2000. Um, yeah, I think around the time. So like me, me, me and my girl, me, my wife, we were dating at the time. Uh, we just had an argument or whatnot. So she acting like she didn't want to go nowhere. And I was like, bet, I'm gonna just go to the movie and, and check this Kings of Comedy thing out. I sat in that theater by myself. Like, you know, the theater was packed. But we, everybody who was watching that movie at the time, we felt like a big ass family just watching that shit. Cause the jokes they were doing, I could relate to cause I was older. Uh, a lot of them were like, you know, very relatable to how I came up and grew up and all this others. I was just like, yo, I want, I want to do that with my life. Right. I want to do that with my life. So I think it was about when I turned 20 where I was just like, okay, let me start watching some more standups kind of seeing uh how they do it how they how they're doing their jokes because every comedian is different everybody have different ways to deliver their jokes so i'm just trying to study just like uh an mc would just study the greats just kind of see how they do what they do you know um anybody who's trying to be better at their craft you always look at somebody who who is where you want to be at and then study what they're doing so Mm -hmm. um that uh i mean sinbad how he does the clean comedy um, Bernie Mac, how he just did the quick, short, you know, he'll tell some stories. D.L. Hughley and his short little, you know, roast the crowd type joints. Um, it, it was it was a whole thing said and how he would, you know, he, he was so smooth with his delivery. Like, I'm just sitting there watching. I'm watching that. I go back and watch the Richard Pryor joints. You know, I go back and watch Red Fox. You know, people I didn't even know were comedians. I was just like, oh, that's the guy from Sanford and Son. And then I go back, my man got fires stand-ups my dude fire stand-ups and i'm just oh, like bro bro so going back and seeing how and this is the part that got me seeing how they were able to talk about uh, life in america as a black man which was tough but to flip it to where we as black people can laugh and get some entertainment out of it so it's not just all doom and gloom it was it was it was such so, brilliance how they did that shit and Dave Chappelle is currently doing it now talking about how fucked up this world is but he can make it to where everybody is like oh man like we are fucked up you know but you having a good time listening to him tell us how fucked up we are (laughs) you know and and it brings awareness to a lot of things and and it is just the way they can just flip things and make things relatable funny but real at the same time that that that's where I'm trying to get to. So um, 
I guess the biggest inspiration to start, I guess you could say the first comedian I saw was Eddie Murphy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Kings of Comedy, those four, those four goats of comedy, probably were, was the one that that you know stoked that flame and was like get after. It. So I'd say uh, DL, Steve, said, and, and Bernie, rest in peace, man. Um, yeah. Those were my guys to get me started. Yeah, man. All, all, all I could think about. When I, when I saw Raw for the first time, I was like, man, I know when that cat take them damn tight ass leather pants off, his underwear, them he could joints. probably drench them suckers out. His drawers, he could probably twist all the sweat, you know what I'm saying? That's all I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, man, baby, I know, I know that that that, that your balls Bro. are screaming. They hollering right now, you know what I'm saying? Somebody. Bro. He was wild for He was wild. He was like, I, I, I need something loud. I need something people going up. People gonna remember me for this. They was like his stylist was like Sailor Moore fam, bow, you know, leather pants, red, leather, leather red, red leather. <laughs> hot, you know what I'm saying? Hot lights, stage lights, no AC. Get up there, jokes for an hour. Like, ah, bro. Shout out to Eddie Murphy, man. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> my, my stylist come out and lay that shit out on the bed. Bow, bow. You finna kill him with this one. Like, you finna kill me with this, my guy. I ain't wearing this shit out there. I'm having a heat stroke. I'm finna have a heat stroke out this bitch. His nuts are screaming, boy. Like, oh my God, what is wrong? You know, they, they probably just talking to each other and they're like, are you, are, can you breathe? No, I can't breathe. Can you breathe? No, not really. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. No, I can't breathe. Really? He got, you think he gonna let us out this? soon? <laughs> gotta send this bitch <laughs> it was crazy. No, like, well, that's all I thought about when I was a kid. When I saw, I was like, "Man, how is he up in them hot ass lights with, with them tight, with them tight pants on?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so my my next question is: What comedian do you uh -huh. think in our generation had an influence on hip hop? Off the top of my head, I think the easy answer for me is probably Dave Chappelle. Um, one based on when he had his he had his show on Comedy Central, he would always have a musical guest on it, and it'd always be a hip hop dude. Um, I remember he 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 put so many people on the dead prez because he was using their uh, their song as his intro, mm -hmm. and people were just like, "Oh, what song is that? Dead prez?" You know, dead prez. You know, kind of got big again for a little bit. Uh -huh. uh, my man had Common on there. He had Kanye on there. He had Blackstar oh, yeah. on there, Talib, and most Def. He, I was like, my man is coming with the motherfucking, the hip hop, the boom bap. And then he had that movie. Like, he canceled his show and came back with like a movie, Dave Chappelle's Block Party or something like that, mm -hmm. where he had the Fugees come out. He had all, I mean, it was, bro. Um, the He was putting people onto people who, who probably wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? Because he had that whole following as, a comedian he's just like yo these are this is the music i like this is the shit i fucks with so um i think he he has done a lot uh for hip-hop and then now uh you got i remember in the early 2000s too like hip-hop videos would have like some comedians in them you know what i'm saying to play like the the funny dude in a video and shit like that and um like it, it's i think i think the relation is because you know the the up coming like it's, it's you know black comedians coming up 
we as kids, you know, we fucked with hip hop. And then now mm-hmm. we see in hip hop stars, you know, they want to fucking laugh and shit too. So the 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 you know it, it's it's starting to become synonymous. I mean they're just hey, you know, you big, you doing comedy, we doing this, let's come together. I like your music, I like your comedy, let's hook up and, and get in the video and stuff. But I think as far as pushing hip hop into the mainstream uh for comedy, um yeah, I think Dave Chappelle probably did did it the best. And I'm just putting that out there because that block party uh, movie, I went and saw that in theaters too. I was just like, I, I just want this whole soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? I wish I could have been at this concert. You know, so that's how I'm feeling about it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody put block party back down at the bottom down here. Like the block party uh, was yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Block party was I, I would say this, yeah. you know, now they didn't come from my generation. But being from Miami uh, and, and listening to, you know, shout out to the two live crew, you know, I got to talk about two live. So I, I think that, you know, they, they use oh, a lot yeah. of Richard Pryor, Dolomite. I mean, cause I was like, man, who's these other savages? They had, they had so many Richard Pryor album cuts on this stuff, man. So that's how I kind of, you know, was okay. You know, then, then you saw other people start to do the exact same thing, scratching a little stuff in there from off, of, yeah. you know, comedy records and stuff like that. So. I would say that for me, you know what I mean? But I can see what the block party was on point. I do yeah. think Dave Chappelle now, Dave Chappelle is, 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 is doing his thing. But I would say Martin, Martin too, you know, right. from our generation, because Martin was the first cat I seen on TV with Jordan. He was, every episode he had a pair of Jordans on. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was, you know, his clothes were baggy. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? He was, he looked like somebody I would hang out with at home. You know what I mean? So, you know, he, he was, he was, yeah. he, he was for me what I think, you know, think of kind of influencing hip hop. From our generation, yeah, that's a good point. Because you know? he's a radio host, a, a DJ at his radio station, and he would play, you know, the music. And that's a mm-hmm. good point, man. Like um, a lot of comedians, they they put that stuff out there. I mean, and Will Smith, and, and shout out to him. He's not really a comedian, uh, but his role as Fresh Prince of Bel Air when he was wearing them them uh, them custom J's that ended up turning into the Bel Air Fives. You know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah, out yeah. here wearing J's on the on the joint yeah. in his private school and i'm just like bro he is fly as shit bro like yeah yeah, yeah. i want that but he was hip so at the same time you know bring, he uh, yeah yeah go ahead so I, I started to bring those jays out here i started to bring them out it's funny that you said you done talked about two things that i thought about i thought about asking you about raw as one of the questions and i thought about bringing the fives out here i thought about bringing them jays out here to talk about it but <laughs> i didn't bring them out but yeah it's we'll, funny we'll, that you talk about them. we'll get to that them <laughs> They're my joints, though. I got, I got, I got, you know, I rock them every now and then with the bell ends on point. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, so, so I guess you are a sneakerhead. Hmm. Hmm. I am. I hmm. am. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hey, I, as long as you ain't bringing them, uh, you ain't bringing them shows, uh, the, the joints you show Mark Socks, trying to get my opinion on hey, the joints. Hold up now. Uh, shout out to MRK, but he hit me up. He so he, he like I think I'm, I think they growing on me. I'm gonna buy me a pair. He got him a gray pair. He's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna scoop these up. So, oh, okay. So yeah, he he done, he done flip the script on that. Hey, I, I love being a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, Chief. I see you, Chief, you know, putting everybody on. I put them on. Everybody you know, on. Man. I see you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so my next question, my next question for you is um. Uh-huh. Well, I asked everybody this question, so I'm asking you because I know you're a hip hop yeah. head too. So, what was one of your most memorable yeah. hip hop moments while while since you've been in the military? Oh man! So I'm a, I'm gonna go back to 
to our deployment in 2003. You know, so everybody's having a shitty time. Um, this this is when, you know, Amazon was 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 not what it is now. Uh, but they was one of the few places that was able to ship mail out to where we were at. So we over there, we missing out on all the music. So we, one person in our tent ordered the uh, the equipment. Uh, what is it? Speaker box, Love Below, um, uh, Outcast album, right? Uh, and when he got that shit, motherfucker, we was we was on some. Sh- shit like because we we was on the same tent or whatnot he would play that and i was sitting there and i was listening to to the love below that was andre 3000's joint yeah i was like this motherfucker's on next level shit he's on some next level shit right here and then i listened to big boy's joint and i'm just like big boy is some other shit like that that made me appreciate and, and i don't know why i was so late to appreciate the greatness of outcast like i just thought they was just a gimmicky thing because you know 3000 be wearing whatever the fuck it is he be wearing and you know big boy be out there you know his ATL shit you know I'm just like man they just out they a little gimmick group or whatnot yeah. I said well, I mean we were all out there listening to that album and we was like yo these motherfuckers is geniuses out here they geniuses out here black album uh, from Jay Z came out while we was deployed to ordered that I was just like this motherfucker is on a whole nother level like I was already a Jay Z fan but like having an album where it was just him you know no no feet pretty much him just spitting I was like bro so like it, it's it's like hip hop albums just got me through probably one of the worst because that deployment was hard it was tough man and uh, that that though that music just got us through so much you know what I'm saying um and and just I, I don't think they know I, I don't think artists know off rip like how their music gets people through some shit sometimes you know what I'm saying um, but it does it does man like there wasn't a song that was just like it spoke to me or or, or made me feel something but those two albums man they, they'll always be favorites of mine because of what they got me and my partners through back in 2003 you know what I'm saying so um, that that was that was a good year for hip hop 2003 so you know I put that out there yeah 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 you know what I'm saying you know when Cole came on there Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hole. I'll, 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 come hold on, hold up, hold up. Come hold on. Let me rewind again. Come on, bro. Let me rewind that one more time. Come on, bro. I was like, this cat, he snapping. That was one of what? my favorite albums. What is one of the hardest intros to a song that I have? I was just like, the, the, the swag he had, <laughs> the swag to just come in there and be like, allow me to reintroduce. In the middle of your album, like we know, we know it's Jay Z. Not, nah, nah. Allow me to let me show y'all. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all, y'all thought y'all must have forgot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all he think like, that blueprint was too, that was, was like, oh, yeah. What the hell? like blueprint two. You know, you know Bonnie and Clyde 03. You had a lot of commercial type shit on your your blueprint yeah. two. That's why I didn't get accepted. You know, well. Oh, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is. So I'm just like, oh my god. Oh my God! Oh, he reintroduced himself. He, he, like, oh, that, hey, that was that was one of them. That was one of them. Oh, he a rapper, rapper. I for, okay, you a rapper, rapper. Hold on, you know what I'm saying? That was one of my jams right there too. You know what I mean? Hey, my my album, the album that got me through, <laughs> the album that got me through my my you know my tech school. You know, I'm a fireman. That firefighter tech school was you know 
Yeah. Like you said, you was a little short cat. You was the dude in school. I was always the little skinny cat weighing 135. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I was like a little skinny dude going in the, in, in, in the base, you know, basic training, man. And so I'm up in there, man. And what got me yeah, through yeah. that was the whole the Soul Food album, Goody Mob Soul Food album. All I did was play that every single day, every hour, every second. That, and I watched Minister Society by 30 million times in Major Pain. That's the stuff that got me through. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, <laughs> I watched Minister yeah. Society about 100 yeah. times. You know what I'm saying? To keep me connected, you know what I'm saying? To the world, but my world at the time. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, and yeah. I just listened to that Goody Mob over and over and over and over. And I just like, man, I knew every single song on that Goody Mob, man. And, and everyone was just so deep and they just meant something, man. It's like, you know, I was like, oh, you're talking about that, you about, about, your, about your mama, you know what I'm saying? My mama. And me and my mama had was going through stuff. I was like, oh, I was feeling, you know, I would be at that in text school uh -huh. just crying, like listening to that album. And that album was, was, was deep, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. The South South was 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 just starting to to, to explode around 032 while we were deployed. Cause you had that the outcast joint, Young Bloods came out, Little John took the whole world by storm. Um the South was just on some other shit. Trick Daddy was 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 getting big again. Slip and slide, all that. I'm just like, I see you. The, the South is the the South will rise again, but only for hip hop. Not not none of that rise, Confederate you know? shit. Don't, don't, be, don't be jumping here talking about the South will rise. I'm talking about hip hop, motherfucker. Shit, don't don't get twisted. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, I love man. I mean, I that, that, that was that was my time, man. When I saw how the South was coming up, I'm like, oh, man. I, I was so happy, but like I said, I tell them the show, man. I, I came in the military in 96, right around this time, Trick Daddy started. I was, you know, doing shows and catching buses to do shows back in the days in Miami. And every flea market, every time I could get on the mic, I was doing something. But, you know what I'm saying, didn't nothing, and wasn't nothing popping. And it wasn't until I saw this, the Trick Daddy, I was like, well, he, was, he, had a, he had an album with a damn boot stamp. It was, it, I, I kind of was like, did he steal this from Old Dirty Bastard? I don't know what he did, but. He was standing there looking crazy on us with his shirt off on the cover, you know what I'm saying, behind a food stamp. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I done messed up. I listened to that album. I'm like, I, 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 I tried to get out there. I tried everything I could to get out the military. I, I got to get out of here, man. I got to go home. It's popping. Yeah. <laughs> it was just crazy at that time. I was like, man, yeah, the South was rising, rising, but I'm stuck up here in the damn military. So, uh -huh. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Uh -huh. It was crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So my next question is this. So my next question is, if you could share the stage for one night only with either Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, or Dave Chappelle, who would you choose? Huh. My heart wants to say Eddie because of Raw. Like that. Like I said, that's the first real stand-up I, I remember watching. Um, but Martin's you so crazy. I think when I watched that one, I was at an age where I could appreciate the whole stand-up start to finish. You know, um, Martin's energy. I think me and Martin's energy at that time, like the the the, the kind of energy, sense of humor and stuff. Um, I think me and Martin it probably like I, I'd rather share a stage with Martin. Um, Martin in his prime. I would I would have just loved to have been on the stage with him. Nothing like Dave Chappelle is my favorite comedian as of now, uh, based on because he's still putting shit out there and the shit he puts out there. 
like his Netflix specials, like I I I routinely watch those probably like once a month. You know what I'm saying? Because it's because it still applies to today. The shit the shit doesn't age. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit is still a thing today. But Martin, ba- just based off of his energy, uh, uh, his whole his whole swag, uh, you know. I mean, like God, man, like Martin would have to be it, man. And 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 this is also I'm, I'm taking in consideration his show because his show like the energy he be having on this that's the type of shit I be on like like I just I just like to make motherfuckers laugh you know and, and that was Martin's whole thing on his show like all right so in this and you could tell because you could see like in some of the scenes uh, uh, some of the other actors and shit they be trying to hold back <laughs> they be trying to hold back their laughs and shit with Martin be going off script doing some shit man and I'm like that's the end energy I want to be around you know what I'm saying so me and Martin would probably cut up pretty pretty good on the stage hey I feel you man every time you know Martin make me laugh anyway man I would probably say Martin too man because my favorite episode still my favorite episode of Martin is is, is the episode with Tommy the Hitman Hearns when he hit him and it, it knocked him into the wall he was stuck in there he was like Gina I don't want to fight no more <laughs> he said I don't want to fight no more I don't want to fight no more <laughs> The next the scene show, where he came out, you can tell you can tell that's the first that is the first time gina saw that man like they probably rehearsed that scene and he didn't have the mask <laughs> on and so that was, that was the first time she saw that you can see you can see it on her face she was trying not to laugh bro i was at home tears bro tears martin come out like my favorite episode, I could watch Jeez. that. That in the time he had, he had, to, he had to flee. He had to swap me Jordans on. He like my feet. <laughs> he came out there his feet. He like man. He said, he said you should just look good. I can ball in this. <laughs> He like, yo, the sweatsuit look good. One leg was short, one leg was <laughs> He like, he's like. <laughs> you, know, you guys, you guys sure look good. <laughs> hey, I would have picked Martin too. Uh, Martin had me cracking up, boy. Martin, Martin had me yeah. die, man. That's my dude, man. That's my All right, so now we got to, <laughs> now we got to get serious, now. You know, we got to get to something serious. We got to laugh and get something serious. So, All right. so. My, so as yeah, an active yeah. duty member, I'm gonna ask you the question. As an active duty member, right now, what do you mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. the L the LT, the lieutenant that was pepper sprayed by the police in VA? So I live in VA right now. I'm in Richmond, so I, I feel some kind of way right. already. You know what I mean about it because I'm already living in the state. So right, but I'm just curious to know how you feel yeah. about that, man. Um, my heart is broken, and, and it's twofold. One, one is kind of a, a selfish reason because I, I thought that the uniform gave me a false sense of protection when I'm out and about dealing with individuals at all. 
Because um, as a black dude uh, who was living in Panama City, um, I would go into a Chick-fil-A or something on lunch break in my uniform. People move. Oh, get in front. Oh, you you can get in front of me. I, I know you're busy. Oh, thank you for your service. Oh, you know, the people there, my pleasure. Hey, I threw in an extra thing of nuggets for you. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. We salute you. All that other stuff, man. I go in there, some basketball shorts and, and some Jays or something. You know, I'm not getting that, you know. So uh, I've been pulled over a couple times. Um, dude saw my military ID and was just like, oh, bro, like where you serve? Hey, I'm going to just let you off with a warning and whatnot. To the point where I strategically place my ID in front of my driver's license. So when they're asking for my license, they see me, they see the ID first before I give them the license. And it's sad that I have to do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just to, Hey, I know I'm not in uniform, but Hey, I'm, I'm serving, you know? So let me be please. Um, I never thought that I would see unless, unless the person is doing something super egregious, like, an active shooter or something like if you're in military uniform you know i never would have seen thought something like that was was possible unless you're committing a a super crime you know what i'm saying like you about to you ran somebody the fuck over and kept driving away or something like you caused harm to somebody or you got nine thousand kilos of cocaine or something in your shit you know what i'm saying watching that video um, it it hurt because the 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 reactions from like two different groups like people are just like yo these cops are out of hand and then people who just be like well if the lieutenant would have complied none of this would have happened and the pe- people who are saying that I'm just like my man had both hands out the window asking questions cops just show up and take a situation from zero to a hundred so fucking fast it's ridiculous you know what i'm saying they they roll up on the scene start throwing threats get the fuck out blah 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 like my man just has questions why are you pulling me over what is going on and i think it was because what his license plate wasn't visible or some shit like that yeah it it wasn't visible to the officer it was tenant window yeah yeah so now now we just got to take it to that level you know like this is a tase worthy fucking event this is a pepper spray in your face get you, grab you, throw you out the car event because I can't see your license plate. Is it? Is it? At what point, at what point watching you, you saw the body cam, did you feel those officers were, were threatened to the point where they had to, 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 to use those measures to get this situation under control? Yeah. At what point, Chief? Yeah. At what point did you watch that video like like oh yeah that that was that was totally necessary what they did no i didn't see no point in there man i i, I didn't I, I was just watching it and just disbelief and just you know what i'm saying and, and just to ask to say something to piggyback on what you say i think most black dudes in the military i think we all do that with our license because i know i did anytime a police would stop me i would give them my military id and i would give them my driver license and if you look at my car, man, I got my yep. cars, man. I got I got US Air Force all on my on my tag in the back, so you'll know. Not you know what I'm saying. I got firefighter on it. I got all these things on my on my car yep. as a distraction, so that, you know, just so that the lesson 
when somebody walk up to my car and I wear this hat a lot. I wear this hat a lot when I'm around and I got a face mask that got a, that got a cheap stripe on it. I try everything I can to make me look less intimidating to police officers. So it's a shame you got to do that, but we got to do that. I mean, yes. I, I, you, trust me when I tell you yes. this, you're not the only person that does. I'm sure there's plenty of brothers in the military that do the exact same thing that that they got their military ID right with their driver license, but it got to the point now where they don't give a damn. They, I think after nine eleven, they care. Now they don't give a damn. Now you give me yeah. your driver license, they like shit, whatever. Tase you, put pepper, you know pepper spray you the same way we would anybody else. That don't mean nothing now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. That's where we at, and, and that's the that's real life in America for for black people. You know, like. Yep. You putting all that stuff on your car to put a person you don't know at ease to, to with the hope that that puts certain people at ease as they're walking up to your car. They see all that stuff and be like, oh, OK, he's a he's a prior. Sir, so he's not going to give me any problems. Yeah, that is like a defense mechanism. It's it's it's, it's a defense mechanism. I got to let people know I serve because if you know that that's the only thing. That I thought at the time, like they would be like, "Hey, you know, I appreciate what you've done for this country." Hey, this, that, and the third. Because I mean, he had his hands out the window. Hey, can you tell me what you're pulling me over for? Get out the car, and then we'll tell you. Like you could just be like, "Hey, your license plate isn't visible. You know, if you could take this tent thing off of it, you know, we can let you be on your way. You know, just explain to him what is going on, and that whole thing could have been resolved. And it goes back to the whole. I think when people were just like. Oh, now everybody just wants to get rid of police. No, we want y'all to reform how the shit works, reform their, their training, reform how they how they interact. Like you got to take steps to change how y'all are setting these training these people as like attack dogs to just go out there. And the first thing, the first time somebody doesn't comply, now nah, I got to fucking take it to a hundred. You know that that shouldn't be a thing. We we're both in the military, like. We are trained to use the proportionate level of force needed to take care of a situation. Yeah. You know, if we walk into a place yeah. and they got hands up, we can't shoot because if we do shoot that person who is not a threat, bro, we on we on trial, war crime, yeah. punishable by death, off rip, punishable by death, or long ass time in Leavenworth or some shit. And ain't no, oh, I shot this. This this person during a time of war, he wasn't a threat or anything. You know, we'll just suspend you, you know, and, and not press charges and stuff like these officers again. We don't get qualified immunity in the military. No, but officers do. That's the stupid part that that I can't understand why this shit. And, and I know that's why shit like this keeps happening, because they know they they go on 90 percent chance they're going to get off with without any without any exactly that's exactly why it happened that's that's exactly why they do the things they do you know what i mean and like i said this guy had a nice little tahoe i got a mercedes out here man i be thinking to myself like you know so it, it's like damn if i need to get another car because <laughs> it's like you just be like you just don't never know it's like you can't <laughs> yeah. have the things you want to have because you're like you don't know what's gonna happen right. somebody see you be mad because they see you i gotta tip the windows dog trying you know what i'm saying drive slow so you know every precaution i could possibly take to keep the police away from me. Yeah, I try to lessen my interaction with the police, which it shouldn't be that way. When I was growing up, we had a thing called yes. Officer Friendly. Officer Friendly was a thing with the whistle when you go to, you know, growing up, 
they talk about officer friendly, you know, but you know, in my neighborhood, I wasn't talking no officer friendly. It was like officer, officer kill you. And and, and, and and you better not run. Everybody knew you better not run. If you run, they're gonna whoop you worse. <laughs> then they will they gonna yes. they, they might kick you one time if, if, if you didn't run, but now you running, they're gonna beat you up, hit you with the club, kick you, all kind of stuff. So I went to a class, I went to a meeting. I had we had a what was that diversity training here just recently. Everybody was doing this diversity training thing. And I said in in, in the diversity training yeah. that uh, uh, you know, uh, growing up, I was more afraid of the police of the police department than I was, you know, the people shooting in the street. You know what I'm saying? You know, people in my neighborhood. I said I, I, I was taught when I mean when I was growing up, I thought the, the police was like the was scary than the boogeyman. Man, you heard you, you could have heard a pin drop. You heard gas up in there. People couldn't believe. And that's what I say. A lot of times we just got to get to know each other, each other's cultures, and understand what what the differences are and the interactions that we have. Most Caucasian people, when they have an interaction with a police officer, it's you know it's pretty. Hey, sir, how you doing? What you know? It's subtle. When, when usually when it's when it's in, in, more than in usual, when it's, when it's happened to somebody who's African American, you get you know questions like they stop you like so. Uh, why are you so nonchalant about uh, about this? This stop. Why? Why? You know what? Why, where are you going? What you doing? Right. It's all these thousand questions. I mean, do, do you ask everybody are they nonchalant about stuff? Do you ask everybody these questions that they ask? You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a it's a I'm trying to get you right. into doing something so I can arrest you or put your handcuffs on you. You know, Bro, um, and then the recent thing with that army sergeant, um, walking up on old boy who was walking uh on the sidewalk yeah, in front of his house. I saw that. Oh, this is a tight knit community. You're kind. You know, you're not welcome here. Fuck you, mean. Yeah. fuck you mean you know what i'm saying like come on you just, just instigating the whole situation you call your wife out here phone all in this man's face move or i'm gonna move you type stuff like yeah. bro quick this whole alpha male quick, thing quick yeah it's, and he picked the little yeah. the littlest dude he can find to mess with he picked the littlest dude he know damn well if it had been anybody else he would not have done that he just picked the littlest dude to push and try to push around and you know that that, that that there you go. For me, people like I said, I said they ask me, "You happy to be? You know, you miss the military?" No, I'm good. I'm I'm happy. I'm got peace because I felt like a lot of times the military was a place where a lot of racist guys would go and hide, and they thought that because they was in the military that they could do things that they wanted to do. And me, you know, I was like, I already, I'm, you know, I was, I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth than somebody. You know, so I was, I just come yeah. from something different. You know, I just wasn't used to that. And I'm like, you think you could just talk to me and be any way you want to be? But if I haul off and I punch you in your mouth, then then I'm gonna go to prison. You know what I'm saying? That's that factor. When you see somebody treat somebody that way, you see how he's acting toward him. That's that factor. He's used to that factor that I could do that and no nothing happen to yep. me. You know where I'm from? Yo, you, you, something gonna happen. To you. <laughs> it don't matter how big you are. Yeah. Something gonna happen to yeah. you. You can't just push 100%. everybody around. You ain't gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? So that that's just that mentality. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know that that to me. I saw a lot of that in the military, and I was like, "Man, I got, I got, I got to, you know, because it was so many days that I wanted, to, you know, what I'm saying, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna lose a strike, I'm gonna lose a strike, because I, I just felt like it was a place where a lot of times racist people hide, and they able to hide behind strikes and hide behind different things and brass, yes. you know, what I'm saying that they're, they're able to push you around and do what they want to do. They're like some people get their kicks off or something like that, but I was never the one. So, so. I don't care. I didn't care how many strikes I got, how many <laughs> was. 
I was never the one. So because I wasn't there, people were like, man, how you, I'm the last person you thought would have been chief because I just was not the one. I'm like, you're not going to be talking to me crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do what you got to do. Write me up. Give me whatever you're going to give me, but you're not going to talk to me like that. I'm a man first. You a right. man first. And we could, we could walk outside this gate and take all the bars and, and, and the stripes off and we could talk. And then, then we'll see who's who. They don't want them problems. You know what I mean? They don't want them problems. They don't want them problems. They, they want to so, keep it structured, all that shit. You can't hit me. I'm a, I'm an officer. Like, Mm-hmm. Let you talking to me like I'm not a like a like I'm not an NCO like I'm not a senior NCO. Yeah. So you talking to me like like I'm out here like a puppet. I'm a grown ass man, dog. Like like chill. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's a way, grown, there's a a way for this communication. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man, dog. Yeah, you know me. I just thank God. You know things. You know th- things just just I just got lucky that I just didn't. You know I didn't it didn't, it didn't get escalated. But trust me, it was times where. I thought it was going to get escalated, but yeah, man. I, I think we all dealing with that, man. I think, you know, that's why I wanted to bring it up. We having fun, we laughing, but it's it's, it's the serious stuff going on yeah. out here, man. And we got we to gotta, we gotta be vigilant. Yeah. And, and you're right. There's no, there should be no reason that I should have to take my military ID and stick it with my driver license. And oh, give, you know what I'm saying? I, I would give them both my driver license. They would always give my military ID back, like, why are you giving me this? That's that. That was my. You don't kill me. Right. That's my. Don't kill me. Car. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> don't shoot me and kill me. Car. That's what Bro, that was. Talk about it. Talk about it. Because that's what it was. We we felt like that was our that that was our our safety net. Like, hey, I'm military. Oh well. Okay. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Not, he was like, what, what rank are you? No specialist? Private class? Yeah. This nope. over with now. If you, if not at all. Spray an officer. An officer. So imagine what they would yes. do to a chief. Imagine what they would do to a right. tech sergeant. Imagine what they're gonna do. So yeah. I'm just saying. Uniform don't mean <laughs> it don't mean I'm nothing. just glad I am glad that with, with, with that LT being shot. Like Taze pepper spray, that was all fucked up. But knowing how most of these interactions end where an officer gets spun up like that, bro, it's I'm glad that that lieutenant is still alive and, and it didn't I, I turn into it, something where I where pray for him. Show do. I pray for him every day, man. I'm thankful that he made it home to his family because he, he could have not made it home to his family. Yes. They would have been shipping him off with a flag. You know what I'm saying? He served his country only to be shot by the police that right. he's, he's, he's protecting so he could be a police. And the country. Oh my God, Chief. Talk about it, bro. Talk about it, <laughs> Chief. Shit. <laughs> This episode is brought to you in part by Audio Swim. Go to audioswim.com today and upload your tracks for as little as $5 a track. Premier Element UAE. Go to www.premierelement.com and get your representation. They don't do just music, they do sports as well. And also, Get The Plugs. Go to www.gettheplugs.com. Enter in code INT15 on checkout and you will get a 15% discount. Oh, and you don't have to pay for them up front. They also accept Suzzle. Now back to the show. So let me, I was gonna ask you this. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you this question, but I think I already asked it earlier. I was gonna ask you, do you put any of your military experience in your comedy? But I think we, we touched on that, so I'm gonna go to the next question, which is uh, 
what what All are some right. of we just talked we talked about this already what are some of the lessons uh yeah. you've learned in the military and what advice would you give those thinking about joining the military um be strategic and and why you're joining have have a a reason why you're joining um i know my my reason for joining was kind of reactive right something happened and i was like i need to get my family in a better spot um for those who aren't in a situation like that like i just want to get out of here get in a better position if you're like and and i was telling my son this when he was thinking about joining i was like think about what you really are passionate about and then look into all the branches if you want to do the military look in all the branches and see if there is a mos an afsc or whatever that matches what you want to do because what's going to happen is you're going to get that training for free in the military and then you just give them your four years or your six years and then you bounce and continue you know doing what you want on the civilian side um or join just know you're going to use these six years in the military to do your education and then get out and do what you want to do just have a plan because when people jump into the military i'll say probably more now uh, i'm talking talking to like younger kids at the schoolhouse where we train them at, um, they get in this AFSC and the one Charlie five, it's like not a, it's not a trade. It's nothing you can do on the outside, outside of being a contracted instructor or a GS instructor at the schoolhouse. You know, it's not a trade that they're going to get you where you can just go and do something else. So they just tend to get out and use their GI bill, which is cool. You know, you did your four years, you served your country, use your benefits. Um, just have a plan when you come in, you know what I'm saying? And then also when you come in and you kind of talked about it, when you come in the military, be prepared for anything because you will be working with people like Chief said, who have ulterior motives. Like we just had a whole, uh, um, you know, uh, Secretary of Defense uh, ordered extremism, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. they can be like, yo, there are people in the military yep. who harbor beliefs that fit in with some of these known hate groups, yep. but they're in uniform. So mm -hmm. at any time you can be interacting, be in somebody's chain of command, be under the command of somebody, you know what I'm saying? Or be mm -hmm. in command of people who believe certain things. So yep. you just have to be ready because it is, it is a sample size of greater America. It's not like when you come in the military, they're just like, are you racist? Yes. Get out of here. You know, no, that's not on the form where you fill out that maps, you know? Mm -hmm. So people just come in here. I knew a dude. I knew a dude who was a active card carrying member of the KKK. But he did not you know, display or do anything at work to make you think that he was down with the KKK. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're just like, oh, at work, this dude, this, that. Like when people found out, they're just like, how the fuck? Are you sure this, are you talking about the same dude? Yes, because at work, he would just do his job. Blah, blah, blah. Who knows what he did when he got home? Who knows what he was looking up? what he did on his spare time when he took leave where he went maybe to go to some grand gathering or whatever the fuck they call that shit but just low key just know what if that dude 
Me and him was out at war. We're under fire. I get shot. Hey, man, come give me self-aid buddy care. You think he coming through? Nope. <laughs> Looking at me as a black dude, he's just like, as a KKK member, bro, like, I can't fucks with you like that. You know, like, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's right. just know when you join the military, you will work with some of the best people and you will work with some of the worst people, man. You just got to know what you want to get out of the military. Like Chief said, I'm in here. I'm going to use, you're going to get time for me. I'm going to get, I'm going to get every, I'm going to bring every benefit out of you military. And that that's how you got to attack it. Because no matter what branch you join, they're going to be like, oh, we got you for the next six years. You you Please. can go wherever we want you to. Yep. You, you can go wherever we want you to go. You know, oh, your, your wife anniversary, baby coming, she do. I don't care. Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever. Get out of here. Korea, go. So while, while you in, make sure you're getting your money's worth out of the military too. Education, um, you know, certifications, exactly. all that stuff. Set yourself up for success when you get out, bro. Oh, it's a hustle. Oh. You know it, Chief. It's a hustle. The military's what? a hustle, bro. You got to hustle it because they're going to hustle the fuck out of you. Yeah, man. I know, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, my, my sister, she up in Travis, man. And so I had to have that talk because she was wanting to go to the military. And when they, when they were trying to get her, you know, they're trying to make my sister be a plumber and a, and, and a, and a policeman. I, I mean, you know, I, I flexed my, my chief, my chief power. And I got her hooked up, you know what I'm saying? So she became a, 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 a medical admin. Right. And so she got, she got a cake job. She up there. But I, I gave her the same, some of these same conversations. But the way they was getting us, that's why you got to be educated. You know what I'm saying? You got to really learn how the military, and thank God, one, shout out to Op Solo. Because when I first came to the military, my whole mission was to bash cats in their face and stomp them in the ground and put my foot in just as far as I could beat their ass. They were just, <laughs> that, that, that was my mission <laughs> when I first came to the military because I was just right. so mad because I was like, Who right. what is this? You know what I'm saying? So I had to deal with it, but but I learned the way they was getting dudes was on their EPRs, marking them down low, doing little things to, to you know, so that's how they get you with, you with the EPRs because they say, okay, we get you. Because EPRs, they, people go back and forth with EPRs and then for people that don't know, listed performance reports, that stuff is always going to be tied to people. So as long as it's tied to people, now you got somebody who's a yeah. white supremacist or somebody who's a who's a, who got certain beliefs. If they give you a good mark, then they're gonna give you a five. No, you're gonna get a four. You're gonna get a three. You know now things have changed. The markets have changed. But back in the days, that's how they would get dudes. And so I had to just be smart. I, I started learning how to work the system and how to you know just make myself you know you know make myself how I say marketable. To get that five, I started yes. to work to do different things to kind of make myself and, and you know learn the language, learn the regulations, stop understanding certain things. To, so I walk the walk and I talk the talk. And as I start walking the walk and talking the talk, it's like okay, even though to me it pretty much was a facade, it started being believable, and it got me what I it got me what I wanted. It got me where I wanted to go. And so I would teach my friends. I was like, and I, I and I give them all the same. I told my sister this. And I told and anybody I told this to, anybody who who didn't listen to me. They all had trouble. They lost strike. They had issues. I said, do not believe the hype. I just said this on several shows. Do not believe the hype. You got to know who you are. Know what you're walking. Know your purpose. Understand what you're doing. But don't believe when somebody tell you the greatest. Because you're the greatest until they, could, until they, until they you know, did something wrong. Then they're going to pluck that little strike or take that little, oh, yeah. little ball right off of you in like, in like a second. So you got to understand the walk. Walk the walk. Talk the talk. Understand what, you, what you're getting into as you start maneuvering. But, but understand it, they in there, they hiding. And the way they're going to get you is you giving them something. 
So I, I told my sister, I said, don't don't give mm -hmm. them nothing. Don't give them nothing. If you give them something, then they got something to go against you. So I specialize in not giving them nothing. And so once I specialized in all that, right. couldn't give them nothing. They couldn't do nothing but just say, okay, okay, all right, we gonna, you know what I'm saying? They tried other little stuff, but by the time that time I, I made chief, I don't care what you do. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna affect me <laughs> at this point. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. Right. Hey, I don't care. Right. I'm taking. A, I'm, I'm looking over here. I'm taking a pee next to next to a, a, a general. Do I care what you're talking about? What you gonna do to me? Not really. The general sitting right next right. to me. Hey, chief. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's my love, you know what I'm saying? I went into the, the rant, but that's 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 my love. That's my my thing to, to these young people. So that's what I say about it, if you want to join the military. That's what I say. They they hiding. So understand they hiding, but you got you can spot them a mile away, but you just can't give them nothing. Because as soon as you give them something, they're gonna give you something. Yeah. Or they're gonna, or they're gonna take something from you. They or strike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Strikes. And don't think because you a chief, that means something. Because I could tell you some stories about being a chief and other chiefs. No, they ain't looking out for you. Them, they were up there. I was like, I made it to the pinnacle. I'm the top. Hell no. Nah. That yeah. don't mean nothing. That didn't mean nothing. <laughs> They're like, you know what I'm saying? Nice strike. You know what I'm saying? Still, we still hiding here. We still hiding. We're gonna get you another way. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So my next question is another little serious question. So do you think this guy Derek Chauvin is gonna get off? So we've been, I've been watching the trial mostly, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring it on. It, it'll just be in the background at work or whatnot. Um, and for like, I was watching 12 days of the trial. It looks like the defense don't know what they're doing. The prosecution is, is calling up these people because the whole, the defense's whole thing is like, oh, he was on some drugs and it affected this system. And that's why. He his his irregular all this other stuff is why he died, not because the knee on the neck. And all these specialists are saying, yeah, he had pills, it had less than one percent fentanyl in it. That's not going to do what the defense is saying it's doing. Obviously, this neck, this knee on the neck, cut down the oxygen flow, all this other stuff, X, Y, and Z. The way he was positioned also constricted how much oxygen his lungs could get. All this stuff. So all these specialists are just saying. The knee is what killed your boy. So I'm thinking he's going to, based on the charges that are out there, because it's like second degree murder, uh, second degree, it's, it's another murder charge, and then there's the manslaughter. I went and looked up the Minnesota codes and laws, and, and the only way I can see a for sure conviction is probably the manslaughter. Um based on the actions he was doing uh, may or may not have been done with the intent to kill him, but because um, he did these actions and it ended up in his death and it was unneeded, you know, unnecessary actions, he can get manslaughter. Um, so I don't think he, he's getting off scot-free. Um, for the letter of the law, manslaughter is what he's going to get, I feel. Do I think he was on his neck with the intent to kill him I want to say no but the minute he starts saying I can't breathe hey I can't breathe as an officer who is supposed to be there to control the situation and protect and serve get off of this guy 
position him to where he can breathe because he's already apprehended. He's already under control. He doesn't need that. If you're ignoring the I can't breathe, I can't breathe over 27 times, you know what you're doing. You know what the fuck you're doing. So I feel it should be murder. That's just me. You know, but letter of the law, they're probably going to get him on manslaughter, which is like a 10-year sentence or something like that. I forget what the, the, the maximum penalty for that is, but he is not going to get what he deserves in my eyes. Per the letter of the law of Minnesota, he'll probably get his little 10 years and whatever fine it is, but um, I don't think he's getting off because whoever he hired to be his defense is trash from what I've seen because he is trying and it is failing. So I don't know if he has something else in the books or whatnot. And another thing people have been saying is because his defense is so trash, he can file an appeal based on his attorney not representing him uh, correctly or something. I just read that too. Like, So if he gets convicted and gets sentenced, he can appeal that because he can say my defense team was ill-prepared for this case and didn't represent me to the fullest of their ability and then have another fucking go at it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm, I'm thinking that's how it's going to go. Um, I just, even if it's manslaughter, like I just want people to just fucking do the, do the time for their crime. That's all I want. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want. Just sit in, sit in, sit in a trial, have all this shit put out and let the people be like, this is where it needs to go. All of this, Oh, no charges are being filed. None of this. The DA says, nah, charges are dropped. He's just fired. He's just suspended. Like, firing them ain't cool. Like the Breonna Taylor shit. Like, just because you fired those officers, that ain't cool. Oh, you ain't pressing charges, but you just going to give the family Breonna Taylor like $11 million? To me, that's just like, so that's what y'all think her life was worth? $11 million And everything's cool? So you're telling me the going rate for a 20-something year old black woman who's an EMT is $11 million. That's how much her life is worth. And these people are just living their life. These officers, yeah, they're fired. But, you know, you took the life of somebody. Somebody got to pay for that shit, bro. Somebody got to pay for that shit. So I'm hoping Derek Chauvin, you know, he, he gets he gets his time in court like everybody should get. Listen, he's getting his time in court. There are a lot of of people who have been shot by officers who have not gotten their time to court and the shooting of them was not necessary. You know what I'm saying? They're not judge, jury, and executioner. George Floyd should have had his day in court for whatever crime y'all wrote up on him for. He should be on trial to see if he's innocent or guilty. But we don't get to see that because you saw to end his life. So now here you are, Derek, on trial with all of this stuff. And it's 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 sickening to me, you know. I just think he's gonna get manslaughter, do his ten years, and live his life. And, and and it hurts to say that. What you think? I just keep it, keep it, just keep it a hundred, keep it the way I feel about it. I I think, like I said, with the choking of a what's his name, Eric. Um, can't think his name in New York, man. Um, uh, can't think his name. Eric Garner. Yeah, Eric Garner. That guy. Eric Garner. There ain't no ain't no love for nobody saying that that they can't breathe, man. They don't care if you. You could breathe and not, you know, that's obvious the way it's going. You know, it was on the man's neck and he was saying he couldn't breathe. And they just, you know, he was like, normal day for me. I'm just going to sit here and chill. I have a drink. He, he was sitting there looking like he was, you know, pop my coke or something, you know, chew some chip, some gum, you know what I'm saying? Have a snack. 
he was just like it is right. it is what it is it's all good man so you know i i, I got i'm skeptical right. about this kind of stuff i i me personally do i think he gonna get convicted or anything no I'm, I'm i'm not that i don't think i think he gonna get off scot-free i think he ain't gonna get convicted of nothing because this country has a, a, a long and sort of history of not locking up the police whenever the police do something wrong to people man so that's just my thoughts about it i mean yeah and I, and I can understand that because at a certain point people are just like y'all y'all just gonna have to my bar is set so low for what i'm expecting from the judicial system nowadays like any 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 conviction i'd be like well okay you know maybe this shit can work but you know it's 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 far far from that place where like i can legit trust that justice will legit be served you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and justice is uh it means something different to everybody depending on how emotionally tied you are to the situation you know uh for for black people for people of color you know we we want to see more you know outstanding kind of you know sentencing like you know life uh if, if death penalty is that you know what i'm saying like we want to see stuff like that because the thing i keep going back to and this is an old case and i know we're gonna move on to the questions but the incident and i think it was dallas where the female officer got off work her name was amber geiger yep. walked into an apartment that was not hers yep. shot old boy in his own place went on trial and all she got was 10 years eligible for probation in five years so in five years she back out on the street doing whatever yep. she went in somebody else's house and shot him dead and it's because she was tired like come on now Come on, come, come on! Now. I ain't trying to get too hype. It's, yeah, <laughs> we just started. I ain't trying to get too hype. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, know, like it, I know exactly. What our you're our saying. bar of expectations. Yeah. Hey. Nobody get off, man. I mean, if they can, they can videotape you beating up Rodney King right there in front of everybody. He get off. They get off. So, and then you know, shoot a young lady come in the house. They went to the wrong house and they shoot her dead, and they get off without without you know. What I mean, I just. This country has got a long sort of history with, with policing, man. And we just got to do some work and try to fix it. And hopefully, you know what I mean, uh, you know, with, with, within the next couple, I don't think it's going to happen with this administration. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen with the next administration, but maybe the next couple of years, we'll start getting some 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 uh, some penalties. And, and maybe to start with this this Derek Chauvin, maybe he'll go to jail. Maybe he won't. I'm just, I, I'm just not, you know, not optimistic about it, man. I don't think I don't think he's going to jail. I think he's gonna get off and go home to his family uh, and, and, and live live out his days. I might be wrong, <laughs> but the justice system has uh, you know has not shown me anything other than that. So facts, yeah, big facts. facts. You know what I'm saying? Big yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm gonna go to the next question, man. The next question, you know what I mean? That I was uh, gonna finish last night, but I'm gonna finish go through today. To hear these episodes completely ad-free, go to www.patreon.com slash podcast. Subscribe today for as little as $3 and you will get all these episodes ad-free. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> Where did you perform your first comedy show, and did you bomb or did you kill it? My first comedy show, uh, it was kind of like a tie-in. 
um, this goes back to like when, when I when I got serious about pursuing this this you know this passion. Um, last year, January, I signed up for an intro to stand-up comedy, right? You go there, you kind of learn the ropes, how to format, and all that other stuff, jokes. And then at the end of the course, it was a six-week course, and then you had a showcase, which all the students in the, the class had a set amount of time, and probably about five, six minutes to, to do their, their whole thing that they've been working on the whole six weeks. We had some people drop out, so the, the window for my time on stage got up to about 15 16 minutes right and normally when you're doing stand-up and you, you you're not known you only get like five minutes tops on the stage to, to, to do your shit and bounce so it, she expanded out she was like yo you got at 15 minutes so all i did yeah I'm, I'm a big storyteller so i just told a story about you know i had a paper route my mom was 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 putting my money aside in, a, in an envelope and uh i stole that envelope and went to school so i was in fourth grade and i had like 50 dollars and I'm sitting there buying ice cream at lunch. I'm buying extra chocolate milks. I'm buying all that. Like I was Mr. Money Bags up in up in my elementary school. Like I was buying other people's shit and all that stuff. And I got in trouble for it. Um, and you know, I talked about you know my mom, how you know, like you know, how black women get like when you get into ass whooping, like it is the most traumatic. You know, they're doing some weird shit with the belt you've never seen before with the belt. So I was just going off, and everybody like I killed it man like everybody was laughing everybody was rocking with it um when we got done people was coming up to me after the show like yo of the people who went up there like your shit your shit slapped like your shit was the best up there and it was that feeling like you probably had it too the first time you did a live show in front of somebody oh yeah and you saw the audience rocking with the shit i was doing yeah bro that that high you get when you're on stage and people fucking with the shit you're doing i was like oh this is for me right here yeah this is for me so um, I had that and then I had a guest spot, a five minute spot at another club and that didn't go too well. <laughs> so I got a couple chuckles, but it, it wasn't it wasn't what it was. And some of it was because of the COVID thing. The club was only half capacity yeah. and whatnot. Because um, uh, before it was a full house uh, before COVID happened. But yeah, so I experienced the high. I was just like, man, I can't miss. And then I did another one and I was just like, man, there's some things I can work on. But um, I mean, you live and learn i mean not not everybody's gonna fuck with you you just live and you adapt to the next one but uh yeah my first my first time i'm glad that it was such a positive experience because that gave me that motivation of like yeah this is what you need to be doing so yeah. i went up in the i had experienced something like that man i only in my lifetime i could say i probably got booed twice <clears throat> in my whole life you know what i'm saying but the, the, the you know one was me not doing hip-hop was singing i was doing some stuff you know, when I was like in high school and you yeah. know what I mean? Some registers are just not for you. <laughs> and I tried to sing baby face and I have the baby face voice. And I I, I did good on the Aaron Hall song. I was with these guys dancing in the Aaron Hall song. I went to the next stuff. You know what I'm saying? My homegirl, Sharice Roll. Yeah, it was me and you from high school. We was up there, you know what I'm saying? I, I sung that, you know what I'm saying? Love make things happen. That, I, think, I think that's the one with baby face, right? Hey. Love did not make yep. that happen. <laughs> that did not that did not go well. You know what I'm saying? So that's like my first epic food on stage. I'm like, whoa, that wasn't good. And the second time I was in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I went up there, I did a hip hop, but it's all about the song you do. And so I did a song, yeah. my God, and different things. And them cats, you know, they they wasn't really feeling that. But but you know what I'm saying, people came after it was like, yo, that was hard. That was hard. I don't care what that guy say, that guy say. That was hard. So I had people coming. I had a mixed bag. It was like, oh, you know, you like a big old, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Cat, I thought she was going to come up here and do this. And you know what I'm saying? You're going to be busted. 
like this wasn't no Busta Rhymes song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Busta wouldn't even be Busta on this song. What that? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's on my album, unauthorized right. bio of Patrick Wilcox, The Sublime. I did The Sublime live. They did not like The Sublime. You know what I'm saying? But, you, hey, but there's been times when I, I turned right around, did another show. It's on my, my, on my Facebook page. You check my Facebook page. I got did another show, and I killed that. You know what I'm saying? I can, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I rock it. And so it just depends on, you know, when I was in Atlanta too, it just depends on what you do, where you go, and who the audience is. So yeah, I can, I can understand that, man. I, I know how that no. So let me ask you, because you're more seasoned performing on, on in all at shows than I am. I only got two shows under my belt. When you got booed, did that did that deter you? Were you like, maybe this shit ain't for me? No, or you I'm was just like, like go back these cats, you know what I'm saying? But I just never got a chance to go back to that particular club. I'm gonna go back. It's still in Atlanta. It ain't going nowhere. You know, it's, it's a hip hop yeah. spot downtown. Everybody go there. Right. So I'm, I'm gonna go back. Right. But I just, you know, I just say, okay, I gotta just get my, you Good. know, I just gotta get what I need to get and hone my skills. All it did was te teach me that, okay, first off, you gotta have the right music. You know, you gotta have music that that, yeah. that, that no matter where you go, cats gonna rock to it. And so that's what I've been working. I've been just working that, and and, and, and I'm, I'm I'm get good at it at this point. So it don't matter where I go. I know when I walk into the beat, gonna catch them. They gonna be like, okay, I already start rocking from what I'm doing because uh, I, I've been working at that with my beats. I've been working at that with my yeah. rhymes. So I know no matter what now. And then I wouldn't go do that again. I, I, I was just on my, I don't care what they like. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna spit this song about God. I'm gonna do it. And they looking at me like this, but this was not the spot. They're in there sipping on, you know, say Hennessy. The last thing they want to hear is you trying to tell them you got to get right with God and tell them the stories. You know what I'm saying? Well, my song talk about the origins yeah, of, of a religion. So I'm on there talking about Islam. I'm talking about Christianity and I'm talking about Judaism. So like saying we all want melting pot. So why everybody arguing and fussing and fight? That's what I said in my song. That was not the, the audience. Right. Really. So just depend. The same right. thing when it comes to comedy. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody not going to get certain humor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You walk up in there and looking at you, they, if they can't relate to it, they're not gonna get it. All black folk probably got some whoopers in their life. So you go to start talking about that. They're like, oh, yeah, we know. But not everybody got whoopers. Some people call the police. Our mothers was like, yo, I'ma call them for you. <laughs> Different experience. Go ahead. I'ma call the police for you. I get that. Yeah. And I'ma call. I'ma call them. They keep beating your kid because we don't want them out here wilding out in these streets. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing, ma'am. <laughs> they were like, yeah. was like, my mom was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna call them for you. When they call, when I when they when they call, when they come, I'm gonna have you go with them. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't want them no more. You go with them. So we knew better. I was like, man, we're gonna be orphans around here. My mother wasn't playing. Yep. <laughs> yep. At all. At all. At my guy, at all. <laughs> at all, man. So now it's that time. So you're a sneakerhead, right? Say it, right? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Then you know what that is. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Like, let me tell you. I, I, I see you like Jays. I like Jays. Get <laughs> to like I, I fuck with Jays up until about fourteen. Uh -huh. After fourteen, I, I looking at him like I don't know. I don't know about him. I don't know. But it takes a it takes the next level of sneakerhead to to see things that. Most people don't rock with and rock it and make it their own. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, with, when you had them, uh, the the bread, I think it was like the 35s. Uh -huh. And you showed him Marquette. He was like, nah, nah, that 
But then after a while, he came back and was like, oh, but this colorway here, though, yeah. you know, I, I fucked with <laughs> this one, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so this, that, that's where I'm at. Like, but you know what it is, though. Ahead. You know what I'm saying? I had to bring this on here because, you know, when I say what they what they do, I represent the whole team. Yeah. So this shoe is representative of the whole team. If you don't know, these are Dwayne Wade, George. Right, mm -hmm. Dwayne Wade. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I got them. I rock them every now and then. They're some of my favorite shoes. I rock them. All right. So, yeah. Let me see. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I bust. Let me out. ask you. I don't really wear this J that much. You know what I'm saying? I, wore, I might be wore that once. Yeah. The DMPs right there. Yeah, the DMPs right there. Now, are those that came out? Those came out last year. You you got you you copped the ones that came out last year. Or are those the, the OG joints? Okay. Yeah, I had some of those. Uh, but I, I didn't wear them either because I was just like, I need the right, I need, I need the right thing to wear them with. Because I'm at the point where I'm trying to to get to the point where I'm old school. Like, there's cats out there that'll wear whatever and then put some J's on and be like, wow, outfit yeah. complete. You know what I'm saying? But I, like, my shit got to match somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know what so, I'm saying? So I just can't throw whatever. My, my, what happened? Go. I had a shirt that was uh, was a gift to me, and it, it was gold and black. It was white. But it had it had gold and it had uh, I think it was it was either black or gold. It was gold. It had black jump jump man in the front. So I just put some black jeans on, put that on. Right. It, it, it was, it, oh, it that's was. clean. So it looked good with it. the outfit I had with it. It looked good. I'm, I'm a coordinator too. Everybody know me from coming up, man. You know, so they already know that that I, I was all about the clothes and the dressing. I've been the same way for years and years. I really ain't changed how I get down. You know, but that's you know that's just me. So I'm gonna show you these other shoes. Now, people like what they like. I like this because it's, it's you know what I'm saying, if, you, if I put it up here, let's see if you, you guess what the, the representation is of the shoe. So, put the shoe up here. Ooh. Ooh, what's them Kyrie's? This from Kyrie's. And this this particular Kyrie Irving, you see it on the side right there? See what it say on the side? You see the number on the side? 45. 45. So the other one say 23. <laughs> the other oh, what? what? Oh, I haven't seen these those, ones. Those are tribute to Jordan. These are Jordan tribute. Kyrie. Them is clean. I ain't going to hold you, Chief. Them clean, man. <laughs> They're clean right there. I said you were sneaking here. So I'm going to come on here. I wore these by twice. I, I might have wore these twice, man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to pick, you know, in the inside, uh -huh. we got all kind of collage. Or Jordan stuff on the inside, that you know what I'm saying. It's got all kind of stuff up in there, like collage and some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying. You got to look in there real deep. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice. You know, so how you got it up in there, man. But I'm, I'm I'm particular about my shoes, man. And so if I if I grab a pair of shoes, I grab that shoe because I really I really rock with it. You know what I'm saying. This is one of the ones when I was like, yeah, it, it was a tribute to Jordan. I like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I so I so, I, I, so let me ask you, huh? All the shoes you. Do you have a favorite pair? Do you have a favorite pair that you got? Um, do you do you have a favorite? Well, I'm gonna say you know right now my favorite pair is them Bel Air, but I don't rock them that much. But that, that, but I like to look at them. Them Bel Air is hard, you know what I'm saying. But I just I like to just look at them. I probably wore yeah. Bel Air twice, and so I'm very funny on my yeah. shoes, man. And I, I could have broke out some some up. Now my cousin, my cut shout out shout out to yeah. um, you know what I'm saying. To my cousin, there's the bias. My cousin, though. My cousin. We went one day, me and my cousin was going back and forth with sneakers. 
he was pulling out stuff. I like, man, I don't know where you get that from. My cousin Dez is man. He got stacks of closets, right. you know what I'm saying? Garage full of full of J's. Yeah, yeah. He that man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I was rocking so, with him for a minute. Cause I'm I'm particular, man. I just like certain ones and I won't go and buy all the ones. And I don't feel bad if I don't get them whatever I go out for. Now I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to get these blue ones that's coming out here. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The Carolina. They're coming yeah, out. Oh, oh, bro. They they're on my radar too. Yeah, man. I'm gonna try. You know oh, what I mean? But like and I, and I, that's I, the I, I, I ain't been I ain't been successful here lately, man. I don't know what it is. This sneaker app ain't, ain't been my friend. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been losing. I've Same. been losing pretty, pretty bad, you know what I'm saying, to it. <laughs> I said I could bring it up, show a picture of it and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It could be rock up here. Yeah, because I, I they they go hard now. I know they're coming out Wednesday. I'm like, damn. But they disappeared. I don't even see them on here no more. I know they thought it was coming out. Oh, there they go. So I I was looking at these. So it'd be those. Uh-huh. Oh, the fours? Yeah, yes, sir. Fours. Yes, sir. Or, you know, I might go out. These are the ones that, uh, these are the ones that, that MRK was kind yeah. of, liking <laughs> them. So I either be that or it, it'll be, you know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, I, if I if I do this, I mean, I'm taking it back, though. I, I don't know if I want to go that far back with it. Let me, I don't know if I want to go. Everybody ain't ready for them. Oh, the Griffies? Come on, bro. Everybody ain't Watch ready. how fast those sell out. So, you know, it just, it just depends on, on, on what I'm feeling like, which one I'm a rock, try to get. But, hey, I've been, I ain't been, usually I'm pretty good, so I can't get mad because you like get like two or three pairs of shoes off the sneaker app without a problem. So I can't get mad when I don't get them because I right. get so many. You know what I'm saying? So what's your favorite? Yeah. What's your, you talking about me, what's your favorite? I, I'm partial to, like, I, I'm a, I'm an old school, I like the, I like how the 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 ones, the retro ones. I like how they're simple. Uh, like there's there's so many colorways you can you can get them. You can rock them with anything. Um, but I mean the the way the sneaker game is now, and, and you talked about that sneaker app, man. You is that app is like an abusive relationship, bro. Like you, it be doing you wrong so many times, and you be like, man, fuck this app. I ain't fucking I with this shit no more. Phone. And then you look at. Bro, and then you looking at it and be like, "Hey, this coming out next week." You like, "I'm gonna try it again." You know, I'm I'm gonna go back, back to it. I'm gonna see if it'll do me right, and it do you dirty again. You be like, "Man, fuck this app. This shit's stupid." And you go right back to it, man. That's how that's how I be feeling, man. It'd be like the people be looking at me like, "Will, don't go back to it. It's doing you dirty, man. Go go somewhere else." I'd be like, "Yeah, you right." But then they they be like, "Yo, this 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 is about to come out." Yeah, I'd be like, "Yeah, let me go ahead and get that shot." But um, I, I like the ones. Um, I know I got my favorite pair. Uh, I got a pair of retro fours, the Toro Bravos. Okay. Um, yeah. my homeboy actually me up with those because uh, he had them and he he wore them probably like twice and he he sold them to me for one ninety and that's crazy because he could have easily resold them things for over four hundred bucks but he was just looking out for your boy so I got those and I recently hit on the sneaker app last week for the uh, Toro Bravo fives. Yeah, I know. Uh, they still in the box. I just had to look. At I, I I got, got some like, like that. I'm looking. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like out when people ask me my favorite shoes, it's, it's probably shoes that I probably wore once or twice because like when I put them up in a little case or whatnot or or on the shelf, I just like looking at them, being like, "Yeah, I got those." You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I yeah, like to follow my shoes like I that. I got those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my clean, they looking like that. You know, I'm, I'm really particular <laughs> about my shoes. You know what I'm saying? My, yeah. You know, so I clean them when I get I, I get them. When I finish them. I take them off. I clean the bottom. I'm old school like that, man. I was doing that with my Diodorus, you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> back in the days, the, I was doing it with them. Clean it. Yeah, with, I got my toothbrush. toothbrush I taught, and I taught, I taught shit, my son. Sure. I taught everybody how to clean shoes. You know what I mean? Because that's my I'm, that's my thing. I I keep some shoes and I keep them clean. And I have shoes forever. Now, now let me take it back. Now we were talking about my vet. Now I'm gonna say I, I don't have a pair of Jordan one. I'm the only pairs I don't have. Out of my whole sneaker collection, right. I've been trying to figure out the right ones I want. Then I'm gonna jump on a pair of Jordan. Right. You know, so I was gonna get the ones that came out Saturday, but I, 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 yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to get it. I, I didn't get it. Now, it's I'm even it over here on the West Coast, huh? Because when they release over there, they release like ten o'clock East Coast. Like the sneaker app, they'll be like, boom, they're available. We got to get up seven o'clock. Make sure we got an alarm set to get on there. Because you fuck around, sleep. The eight o'clock, you missed out. Them shit they sold, sold out, out quick, just like that. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't even go look. That's how, that's how serious. It is. Yeah, it'd it be it'd be a, a, a whole weekend. My alarm go off six thirty. My wife, like, what is you doing? I'm like, just go back to sleep, babe. Just you know, it, it, it may be a bad day, it may be a good day, depending if I hit on this yeah, shit. Yeah. But you know, nine yeah. times out of ten, I don't. But I'm waking up at six thirty on a Saturday to cop some shoes, man. People look at me weird because I do that, but I mean that's just my thing, you know, like you too, because. Growing up, growing up, we didn't have the money to do shit like that. You know, my, my dad couldn't go out and get the the, the, the newest, the most yep. popular shoe at the time. So, you know, I, I just when I came across some money and I was able to to do that, you know, I just started indulging on the shit that I was missing out on as a kid. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, me too. I had the Bobos. Bobos cost a dollar ninety nine. I can remember distinctly and when Dixie laying on my back trying on the shoes and I used to tell myself I said you know what I had one pair of feelers I had to stitch them suckers up they look clean though I'll paint them black yeah I'm gonna go get the boot shoe polish I stitch them up had holes in the front but I had my fresh pair so I told myself as soon as I got some money and I'm able to do some things I'm, I'm, I'm yep. gonna get it right I said the same yep. thing about cars like my first car I had man I think they had a hole in the floor I had like I had duct tape around you know what I'm saying now when I pull up <laughs> now when I pull up, you know what I'm saying? Blue, blue. The whole other world now, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's where I get in my car. Like, yeah, you better believe it. Now when I pull up, we on something yep. different. You know what I'm yep. But I was gonna say my, my my favorite shoe. I we said my favorite. I said, yeah, I like the Bel Air, but let me stop. My favorite shoe right. is Air Max 95, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 a green and gray colorway, you know, a lime green and gray colorway. Now I just copped another pair of those. Yeah. I had the, I had the pair I had for yeah. so long. I bought it, I think, right before I went to Korea in 2001. And I kept them shoes for so long, so long that when I got like 2010, 2011, or something like that, 12, when I got went to go put them on, stepped in them, the whole bottom disintegrated. That's how, and they look no. fresh. They look, looking fresh. Oh. Even then, Whoa. I stepped in them and the whole bottom yeah. disintegrated. That's how far, that's how long I had them shoes. So when that came out, I was like, oh, I even got the Jordans. I even got the, you know what I'm saying? I, I even got the ones that that, that look like the, the the 95s. I went and copped them too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because LeBron, uh Nike is hooking LeBron up with the with the Air 95. But like the LeBron, but it's like done as a, a Air Max 95 way, and that's coming out later this month. And I already know them hoes about the BB in high demand, so that's it's another joint. I, I got the alarm set for the notification set for so yeah. um, I'm old we, LeBron. trying to make it. I, I ain't no LeBron fan though, man. I'm not a LeBron fan like that. Man. I'm, you know, I'm old school. I like Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't like your shoes. I, I, right? I don't really care. What do you think of him as a player, bro? Huh? What do you think of him as a player, though? 
What do you think of him as a player? I think I think he, you know, saying he overrated, man. You know, so I, but you got to think. I, I come from I come from the time when we, you know, what I'm saying we had Allen. Allen Iverson is my favorite NBA player of all time. AI, period, hands down. And I don't care if he never won a championship. Don't really bother me whether or not people like it or not. He didn't win a championship. I don't give a damn. I think hands down, he, if, if he had a guy with the right player with him. He would have won some championships, and he, and he would he was going he was going to be a contender. He he, he shook Jordan. That ain't easy to do. Shook him, you know what I'm saying? Crossed him over, shook him. Now imagine if he had some help. He would have shook them some more times, but he didn't. You know Jordan had that that help with him. You know what I'm saying? He was able to do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? You know it is what it is. You saw what happened when Jordan went went over to the Wizards. He was a little older. He was still rocking it, but he didn't have no help. He was he was in the same situation AI was in. Oh. I got a couple yeah. pairs of AIs too now. Now I ain't gonna, you know, say them the quest, the question number three. You know, what I'm saying? you gotta rock them. Come on now, there you go. Yeah, that was the next joint. Like, like if, if I depart, if I depart from Nike, if I anything Reebok, it has to be the questions. Like I remember he came out his rookie year, he had them uh the the blue with the red insole, the the questions, clean clean and he came out with some different colorways i was all about them things man oh, yeah. and i think like after the after question th- or the answer because it was like the question and it was like the answers i think after the third, third one like you said uh answer threes like after that i was looking at him like nah i'm cool yeah I'm yeah cool. i didn't really care like, just give me some more questions but, you know, that was my that was my thing man you know so i was all up over after that i was like hey, i really didn't care for him that much either man i got feelings <laughs> up there man i rock the feelings <laughs> I rock it all. I got, you know, so I got, I got a variety of shoes that I kind of rock. You know, I got my Timberlands up there. Got to have a fresh pair of wheat Timberlands. So I, I got all kind of, you know, stuff up there, man. So yes, I'm a sneaker shoe. I got shoes up there that just say you probably don't know the name. Like where you get this Italian shoe from? Hey, I like shoes. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, it's always good to meet another sneakerhead, man. Somebody who who understand the the grind getting up trying to you know hunt for hunt for the shoe that you want you know what i'm saying oh yeah man i mean i um, love it because people look at you like, oh, why you got so many shoes why you got so many shoes like because it's my thing it's my thing you know, you know it's saying? not weird like it, it shouldn't be weird to have more than like three pairs of shoes you know people be like i got my white shoes my black shoes and then my dress shoes and i'm just like well, that's cool i got all these you know yeah it, it ain't hurt nobody like it i hurt nobody it. it's my money, money. i mean i spend it you know you, people who be that way they must ain't never been really poor and really didn't have to you know say your mama you yo you got you just got clothes that when it was time for school that's when you got your clothes you wasn't getting no more clothes until unless you just your clothes falling apart or something you wasn't getting no more clothes until the next school year that was my life my Bro, mom you know what i'm saying she remember, you know? when i got able i'm able to do it i do it yep yeah, simple. You remember them days? Change to your play clothes. You better not be outside in your school clothes. Yeah, you'd be like, "Come on, man." Yeah, Come I said, on, I, man. You I like hip hop. Your clothes for your play. I bought this thousand dollar piece of equipment because I like hip hop. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you know go. What I like to make music. I do a lot of recording, so I'm gonna do a lot. Of I can afford it. Spend some money. I use it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let them know, you chief. Let them know. You know what I'm saying? Ain't so, that long. So I, 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 we come to this this now, you know what I'm saying? So what what is the funniest? I yeah. got two of them that I can say. What is the funniest scene from a movie that just had you rolling? You was on the floor like, oh my god! You know what I'm saying? Your side hurt. You want to throw up? It's so bad. I got two of them. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um. 
I'm gonna go ahead and 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 just eliminate Kings of Comedy from that. I know it was the movies and theaters, but it's more of a stand-up special and all that with all in. Um, I will say uh, uh, there's a scene of hero version. It's like a it's an extra scene, a bonus scene that Kevin Hart was in when he was in the store. He was talking to uh, the brother, uh, the black dude that was in. I think his name is like Romany something. I, I forget the actor's name, but they was going back and forth and. Um, Oh, let me see if I can bring it up real quick and, and share it with the people. Because I feel like I'm not going to do it justice talking about it. But they was going back and forth, and you could tell like none of that shit was scripted. And they was just going back and forth, ad-libbing as, as two funny comedic actors. And uh, it ended up... Uh, oh, my God. I'm going to just bring it up. But go ahead and tell me yours while I, while I, while I bring this stuff up. <laughs> so the two of mine is from Richard Pryor movie, which way is up? The first one is when the scene when you know he he get he try to get back at the woman uh, at the preacher's wife because the preacher been sleeping with his his wife and he like I'm gonna get you I'm gonna go go to get your wife so you know he he got it and finally he, he you know after after a while he was like yo I'm, I'm, you know he trying to reveal to this lady now that yeah you know say I I did, what I did to get back at you because your husband scheming and slept with my wife and she was like oh. You, you know what I'm saying? That, shit, that man, that lady came to life on him, boy. She was like, man, she was like, you finna give me a, you gonna do something for me. You gonna give me a baby. And man, she, hey, man, I was like the funny man, I was rolling, cause you don't expect her to come to life, man. She came to life, man, on, on that dude. was like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Richard Pryor, then like, trying to open the door. Don't can't get out, he can't get out the door. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. One other one is special for me, man. My grandmother, she passed like uh you know about a year about a year or two ago, man, on on um on Halloween, man. And me, my grandma had a good sense of humor, man. I watched up with my grandma. Nobody else would get to laugh, but my grandma would sit there and fall out with me. We just cracked up. I would take women to move. <laughs> some women just ain't got no sense of humor, man. You be looking at them like you be dying in there. That's funny. It's like this this is funny. So the movie that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. A, a police, a police academy, man. Police Academy, when they do, <laughs> when they, when they, they, they glued the thing, <laughs> they glued, he's like, move it, move it, move it. And they took the thing, and they glued it to his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they glued the thing to his mouth. <laughs> oh, me and my grandma, oh, roll. oh my God, we roll. It's so many good scenes with the dog bit him between, kept biting him between the legs. <laughs> Whose dog is this? <laughs> Shout out Police Academy, man. That is a classic, classic movie. If y'all, if y'all ain't fuck with Police Academy, y'all gotta at least check it out once, man, because Chief ain't lying. That That is one of the most underrated comedies, because nobody really bring up Police Academy. You'd be like, what's your favorite comedy all time? Like it, it should be up there on people's list, man. OG Police Academy, man. Um, so I found that one, but what I'm gonna talk about is a a film called Nothing to Lose, starring Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. And when Tim Robbins is having that bad day, he think his wife cheating on him. He pull up in the hood, Martin roll up on him. He like, welcome to hell, bitch. Car keys. Well, he's like, oh, you got the wrong white boy today. He started wilding out. Martin was in that. Yeah. He was like, oh, he was in the desert. Please let me out. He was like, 
Why we out here in the desert? Like, I said, please don't kill me, Freaky Jason. Please don't help me, Freaky Jason. I forgot about that part. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Martin, Martin, if Martin was in a movie in the nineties, you knew that shit was about to be funny as fuck, man. You couldn't, you couldn't say the movie was not gonna be funny. Uh, <laughs> but let me see if I can bring this on over. I said, please don't kill me, Freaky. Jason. I, remember, I, was I like, said, oh my god. I'll tell you the funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's that? Let me see if it'll play right for. Oh, you talking about the forty year old right version? Uh huh. Hold on, hold on. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Let me let me let me see if it's gonna play the audio and all that good stuff too. Cause I, I people need to feel this one. Yeah, I forgot. Make sure it's buffering, right? That one, man. I don't know if y'all can hear it or not. Nah. You can't hear it. Damn. <laughs> you can't hear it? Nah, you can't hear it, but <laughs> that is one of my favorite scenes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Oh, I I, I, That's from the forty-year-old version when they up in the in the in the, in the, in the um the electronic shop and kept, he walk up in there. Yeah, my brother, they going back. <laughs> is this your nigga? Is this your boy? Is this your boy? Both of y'all. That whole scene, bro. That whole scene had me in tears, man. Yeah. That whole scene, I was like, hey, hey, this, this, this here, this here is my shit. This here. Yeah. The other scene shit, from but, Doggone Police uh, Academy yeah. was when when they was in the back of it. The, they had the fat boy back there and the other cat, and they they done, they done tricked them and they yeah. put him in the back of the the, the hearse. <laughs> He's like, you gotta get back there with the witch doctor. Be back there. And the dude was like, yum, 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 yum. <laughs> the dude went there. <laughs> that fool busted the door. He busted the door running. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yes. Man, we can laugh ourselves silly yes. over here, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, mission accomplished. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you wanna make the week, the, 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 make it light? Oh, okay. mission accomplished. Oh, my God, man. That dude was like, yama, yama, yama. <laughs> big old, what's his name? He had a wig on his head. He had a glass. You know what? And then the body started coming up. Yeah, <laughs> you see the, the, one, the one fat black dude, he's like. <laughs> he's sitting there with his <laughs> He's like, get out of my way. <laughs> he's like, everybody now, bust through the door. <laughs> Me and my grandmother, oh my God, man. My grandma sit there, she just cried. We just sit there and laugh. The other gym is, is Dennis the Menace. Yo, you can watch you... Dennis the Menace movie. Go and ahead. if you never seen Dennis the Menace movie, the original one with, with Walter Matthau in it, man, oh my, yeah. me and my grandmother laughed so hard, especially the denture, when he broke his dentures and was playing when he put chickens in the front of his mouth. And he went to take that picture and he smiled and had them two big chickens in <laughs> the Tell me. So I, I took my girlfriend in time to the movie. I'm in there on the floor crying, I'm dying. She just like, mm. Funny. Right. I'm like, I get you. I hate, I, hate that. Like that, I hate people like that, man. Like, like, come on, bro. Come on, man. You, you, you know this shit funny. Trying to be all mature, like I guess that's. I don't. Oh, I don't see the humor in this. But <laughs> when you like, put man, the- get out. You, we we ain't gonna. Make- 
when he put, <laughs> we ain't know, gonna make it. When he put the when he when he put the I think that was drain cleaner in his mouthwash, and then he put mouthwash in his nasal stuff, and he put it in nose. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you have not seen Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau, go and watch that. I'm telling you, your rest of your week, you're gonna be like them couple of scenes in there when he do, you're gonna be in there cracking up. When he did the split, he had left water on the floor, he had he split and he tore his pants. <laughs> the whole movie. I was just dying. Me and my grandmother had so much good time. That's what they my grandmother had the best sense of <laughs> That's a funny it. dude, man. Like grumpy old man. He was funny in that. Like Walter Matthau don't get enough props either, man. Yeah, uh, get enough props. Because not a lot yeah. of people. Look at Dennis the Menace. They just assume the cartoon or like the old 1950s joint. Like you got to watch the movie. And, and Mr. Wilson, Walter Matthau was Mr. Wilson, man. He, he was did. getting like you can know. <laughs> You you when you see him, you be like, that's why he hate this motherfucker Dennis the Menace. Like he hate this little dude because he be fucking his whole life up, man. Messing he be his whole life up. He just be trying try to live his retired life, man. You got to get over here fucking your whole world up every day, man. <laughs> like when you get older, you start to appreciate shit like that. You be looking at Walter, Mr. Wilson. You be like, man, I fucks with you, bro. I fuck <laughs> A little bad you, man. <laughs> he coming on my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walking all up in there, Mr. Wilson. Like, get the fuck up out my house, bro. Like, what's you doing here? Oh, go! <laughs> I could just, I could just die laughing. All you know, that, that was one of my favorite movies, man. I mean, I got you know, I got a couple, but hey, that, that's one. That's one of my most favorite movies. I can sit and watch that anytime I want a good laugh. You know, if you want a good laugh or something, man. And the grumpy old man was funny too. And he was in the, he was in the damn, he was in the, his, his, he like, I know, he threw that dead fish up in there. And, and every day he was like, he, he put like all these trees, hanging, he put the little deodorant trees hanging. Oh, uh, he had this yeah, yeah. Try to make the car. He's like, what was in this car? He was going there, he still couldn't find a fish. When it got so bad one day, he was like, no. He pulled the car over. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, it's, it's yeah. Oh, my God. So we have, we done cried oh ourselves God. to death, man. We, you know, we, we could keep laughing for another another hour, you know what I'm saying? But this, it, the mission accomplished. This is what it was about. You know, we got cut off yesterday, but we back. You know, but now we come yes, to the last you know pretty yes, much sir. the last question you know saying or the last thing man and then we can roll up out of here man, i wish you had got that video to play but it's all good we'd be able to next time we have to figure that out <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah man the last question is yo man you know do you have you know any videos comments anything out there you know social media anything anybody come out there and check you out man and, and, and holler at you and see what, you, what, what what mac is about yeah, so um, I got a YouTube channel, Mac, AKA your boy, just like you see it down there at the bottom. Um, and my first, the, the first stand-up I told you about when I was talking about getting the ass whooping, that whole stand-up, that whole set is on the YouTube. Um, and then I got a, the, the other show where I didn't do too well. Um, I uploaded that video, but that's like on the Patreon. So that's like Patreon exclusive type stuff. So. Um, now that COVID is kind of dying down, they're starting to open these clubs back up. I'm going to start getting back in the routine, mm -hmm. um, you know, recording myself up on stage and I'll throw them on the Patreon. And then after a while, I'll put them back out on the YouTube channel. But uh, 
yeah youtube is where, where you're gonna see most of that stuff at so mac aka your boy uh, on youtube same thing on uh instagram i'm gonna start trying to throw some clips up there as well but uh yeah man that, that that's where it's gonna be at and all the rest of this year man expect more videos to populate up on there man Hey man, I can't I can't wait, man. So we we gonna we gonna end it we gonna end this on 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 another funny note. So I'm gonna go back to a movie, man. So you know what, what was your funniest scene in the movie? There's a bunch of them in the movie life. Just give me one, and I'm gonna give you my favorite scene in, in, in life, and we roll out. <laughs> I know you start laughing because you just like you just sticking it in your mind like there's so many funny scenes in life, man. You know, bro. When you watch that movie so many times, like there are small things that 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 is not a whole scene. It's like the interaction between Martin and Eddie. So after Eddie lost his watch, right? He's pissed. He's pissed. Martin trying to talk to him, right? And Eddie was like, "Bro, don't don't even say watch. Don't if you fix if you fix your mouth and say." <laughs> If you just I'm gonna knock all your front out. Like that whole, don't even because I I because I've been angry like that before. Like, bro, I don't need you trying to comfort me when I'm bad like this. Try to talk about like you that watch meant so much to me. You like, hey, why, don't don't even don't even fix your mouth to say watch. You 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 <laughs> that whole thing, the scene where uh old buddy's daughter had the baby, the mixed baby, and he he going down the line holding the baby up to all the black people trying to figure out who baby is. <laughs> yeah. I'm that baby pappy. Then he get the jangalang, the jangalang like, I'm the baby pappy. They all Press started peace, laughing. Birdie, man. You could tell he was he was starting to laugh before before he even get it out. He was like, I'm that baby pappy. <laughs> it's over. Hey, no, no, the funniest moment to me in life. The funniest moment in that movie is the cornbread. Yep. You eat your cornbread. <laughs> like he's like he's like he's like yes, no sir. You in my cornbread? And Mark was like, "Here's my cornbread." He's like, <laughs> and he's like, "No, my cornbread. I want my cornbread." He's not getting my cornbread. He's eating my cornbread. <laughs> Oh my god! He's like, you should well, like you and cornbread. <laughs> Martin, like, give me your cornbread. He's like, no. He's like, I'm gonna eat my cornbread. I bought my corn. It's my cornbread. He get his own cornbread. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I love that movie, man. Man, because it was so funny. But then it was like it, it, it got real on some shit, like how shit was in the south and, and, and all that crazy shit. But like we was talking about earlier in, in the show, like I love movies that can do shit like that. You know. They they can give you real shit education on how fucked up shit was, but you like we talked about it too. Like you'll be in a fucked up situation, but if you can find the humor and, and the small things in it, it, it makes it a little more bearable to get through shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So life is life is is bro that is, that is up there. Classics, man. Classics. That's a classic, man. I mean, I, I mean, hey man, I love I love that movie. Man. That's what that's one of my favorite movies, man. I just, so I just wanted to, I, I said, let me end it on that. Cause I, you know what I'm saying? We go on, 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 man. We just, we already was going about two hours the other night. So, but this was the, 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 you know, the, the, the feeling for black, black got a long space now that he could go ahead and he can go and do his advertising and speak as long as he like. <laughs> right in that little space. Oh yeah. Right there. <laughs>
he can get his, his patron. He, he know where he know where he know where he know Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's all we got for the salute, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I mean, I appreciate you coming on here, showing me love. I'm sure I'm gonna be back on your show, and we gonna we gonna do some things. I think you got, you know, you got you got a new show, right? A new show on the podcast. Shout that out before we get out of here. Um, it's called "I Said What I Said." Don't at me. And uh, that was probably that was my first thing I was doing before Black brought me over here to that feeling. Um, so I had my own my own podcast. I had people on. I talk about yeah. I was pretty much using it to kind of vent about the shit going on in the world. Put my spin on it. Comedic spin on some shit. Get real on some other shit. You know. Um, but uh, then we got on Smoke Pit, and you know everybody else started growing up. Like like that started blowing up. So a lot of my attention went to that. But you know I, I can't forget where it all started from. That that first podcast. I said what I said. But uh, most definitely, you know you you gonna have to come on there. I'm gonna have. To give you some good ass questions, you know what I'm saying? Um, because I mean you like I said when you was on the smoke pit, man, like uh you got experience, you've seen things from your point of view, growing up where you grew up from, and you know, wh- whatever I could do to help, <laughs> you know, let the people see the full A, there it is, MIA, baby, mm-hmm. to see the full complete picture of what Patrick Wilcox, aka Conscious Rhyme, aka the hip hop chief, aka the fire chief. Man, my man got so many, so many AKAs out here is ridiculous. But he earned all of them. You know what I'm saying? He earned all of them. And uh, we 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 got a little glimpse of that on the smoke. We was cutting up and everything, and he was dropping dimes and stuff from, from what he's seen. But um, most definitely, I'll reach out to you uh, in the upcoming episode, and 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 we'll chop put up some more, man. Because I mean, it's just like real talk, real talk. Like I just met this dude. What a few months back when Black was like, "Hey, you coming on the DSPN?" And like, I, I already know if we sit down somewhere, but we could we could cut up for for hours. You know what I'm saying? Cut up, share stories, all that shit for hours, man. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'm glad you on the team, bro. Hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you on the team, man. man. You know what I'm saying? The start of a, a beautiful relationship. <clears throat> yes, yep. sir. So, yes, sir. So, also shameless. Pro- Y'all need to listen to my man shit quarter war. Like, I know he got you got the YouTube. You probably already told that on your Facebook, but if y'all don't have that piff, just go download the app on your phone. You can even go to the website on your computer, search Quarter Water, listen to my man spit, bro. It's not a game. It's not a game. He just ain't here. Like, you know, I rap on the side. No, he rap rap. He a rap, like I said on Facebook. Oh, he a rapper rapper. Okay. <laughs> it ain't a game hey, to him. Man. Funny thing is, my manager, my manager, shot Nicole Key. I, you know, so I shot at her earlier on the show, but I'm gonna shout out to her again. She wasn't feeling good today. Uh, my my prayers with her and her family. Right, I don't want to forget that she uh she had she had a seizure last night and uh she's she's been just you know just keep resting right now. But I had just talked to her yesterday and we talked for a while, man. And, yeah. and you know, I, and she just was telling me she looked up my analytics on Spotify. She's like, look at all the stuff you're doing, and you don't even you know what I'm saying you ain't even you know say you ain't even uh, push this stuff out. That's my old album. She just like looking at my stuff and seeing all the places yeah. that my stuff is. How many women and the men liking my stuff? I got like thirty three percent women and sixty seven percent men. Oh, you know what I'm saying? My, I'm, I'm like surprised. She's showing me my analytics. She said, "Guess what's gonna happen when I start promoting your stuff?" I'm like, "She said I could probably get you about fifty thousand a year just from this." I'm like, "What?" Because people, she like, because she go on people's, she go look at people's stuff and they ain't got nothing popping. But she go look at my stuff, she like, man, you know yeah. what I mean? They was like, she's like, I've looked at people's, you know, artist stuff, they ain't got nothing. They ain't even got no groundwork to start on, but people are actually listening to your stuff in different countries. So she like, I mean, hey man, I'm, I'm just happy. I love hip hop. I love doing what I do. 
I ain't gonna stop. Got a few gray hairs. That don't mean nothing. You know, so I ain't got nothing to do with with how you know what I'm saying how I wreck the mic. And if you young, you want to wreck it, you want to do it, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I think I got a couple of lines I can go with you. <laughs> I got a couple. There it is, man. I like it. You know what I'm <laughs> I like young boys. I like I like young boys. I like them. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like them a lot. Cool, man. Hey, appreciate you bringing me on here, Chief. For sure, appreciate man. Appreciate you bringing hey, man, me on here, man. You. This has been the salute. Salute. Until the next time. Peace out. Peace.